Yo guys, what is going on? Welcome to this podcast. Today on episode three, it's been a bit of a while, but we're getting back on it. I've got my good mate Blaze, play futsal with him for Reading in a top league in England, Loughborough uni student graduate. We'll be talking about some interesting things about life and all sorts. Who knows where it's going to go? I'm extremely excited and pumped for this video. So without further ado, let's get into it and welcome Blaze onto the show. You're listening to the Sad Now Time podcast. Let's get it all day, every day. Introducing today's guest on the show. Okay, guys, what is going on? We got Blaze here. My man. Yo, what's going on? It's good to see you. Very good. good. Um, <laughs> I don't really get ill very often, but it's really ironic how the last two podcasts I've been ill, and it makes me feel like I get ill all the time. But I'm not one of those people. I want to make that very clear. This guy is also ill. Not gonna lie, I am one of them guys who literally yeah, yeah. ill once a week. <laughs> so far, I've been ill probably about what six times this year, but in the past three weeks, it's been three times getting ill. I've signed up to a new gym, like the is it, gym. Is it the gym's fault? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally, I've only been three times, and I've got ill every time I've gone. <laughs> so I've like got you need to cancel that membership and go somewhere else. Man, literally. Is this why it's like the, it's a nice gym though, isn't it? Yeah. So, so do you reckon it is the gym or is it just like? No, no, 100%. Like, it's the gym. I've only been like three times. And um, yeah, like <laughs> I've been I'm ill every single time. You need to like, on the sign up sheet, it should be like, do you get <laughs> regularly? Yes, you can come down. That's fine. But no, man, to be honest, like that's crazy. Like you're one of those people. I don't understand though, like how you can get ill so often sometimes. I'm just sitting here like, I don't know. I just don't, when I get ill, it's like a big deal. But you're always just like, oh, I'm ill. Yeah, do you think it's just like a pro-genetic thing in it it's like I think to be honest I just burn my immune system out so much yeah, like, so you, you when just, it's a day like today it's like full yeah. summer English heat and then you just get to it's like I'm fully ill feels yeah. like Fair enough. I'm freezing cold right now like. really yeah so my body oh, just, I might just like step away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't realise that you you were yeah I didn't realise it was boy. that bad but no <laughs> to be fair though that's kind of cool um, no jokes but no to be fair I think the main reason why is because yesterday obviously I went to Hyde Park to see an old uni mate oh my god this guy's so dumb okay yeah and I didn't even know it was the, the 420 my name's Blaze by the way obviously and it's the yeah literally Blaise you should know everyone's like what's people. your name and I'm like Blaze and they're like no 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 I don't want to know what the event's called and I'm like no that's my name Blaze and no, it's just like oh. that was too bad how did you <laughs> and I don't even that's Blaise. so funny that you had no idea it was 420 yesterday no, so what did you think when you got you must have known there was an event when you arrived well no it's like, I thought it was all the protesting going on oh so you just thought it was like a busy yeah, protesting day literally I thought it was just going to be a calm quiet day Hyde yeah. Park no there's <laughs> like no grass it's just human beings like everywhere <laughs> it's literally drinking smoking things. weed yeah. it's just like what Did I didn't sign up for this literally so you do you still hang around though do you hang around for long or do you just kind of no yeah just enjoy it was it good day of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was sick but like going to the toilet, oh, it's so bad. Really? Like, There's nowhere to go. The, the, yeah, because like McDonald's and all the fast chains. They chain, shut their toilets, innit? Yeah, so they shut their toilets. So everyone was just going around all the posh houses Jeez. and buildings and just pissing in the corner. Oh like, God, so <laughs> it wasn't great. Not well, like, <laughs> welcome to Force Um <laughs> No, that's mad though. Um, what was it like then as a non, you don't do, you don't smoke weed? Yeah, so I mean. doesn't smoke weed, what was that? Well, I, obviously it doesn't really help to start off with, with a name like mine. That's Blaise. kind of funny to be honest. I don't, I don't even clock that yeah. until he said it. But it's like drinking as well. So yeah. because I've been quite dedicated with my sport, yeah. it's always been, I guess, there's always been that peer pressure all the time at parties yeah. or whatever. Like, And it, I feel like people just 
suddenly become really generous and really kind when they like offer you alcohol. Yeah, yeah. It's like they they change their personality. No. Do you know what? <laughs> Saying you don't drink is the best way to get free drinks. <laughs> I'm Literally. not joking. If you, I remember, I, I didn't really like drinking when I was young, like eighteen. Like, I mean, I'm in nineteen. Like, when I started yeah, drinking, yeah. I didn't really. I just drink on an odd occasion. So I'd say to people, oh, I'm not gonna drink tonight. Before you know it, it's like have this, have this, have this, have that. Have that. I'm not, like, mate. Fuck it, I'm gonna change that. <laughs> I'm gonna drink tonight and not tomorrow night, so I just make it take. But yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? People become so yeah, generous yeah. the moment suddenly they're like, oh, you know. I don't like that about people though, and it's only like your true mates who the ones who are still have that consistency yeah. of like, yeah, that's calm. I respect that. Or, yeah. but people who like aren't really on your side in the day are all of a sudden really generous when it comes to parties. When people that. either like drinking or going out, everyone becomes so much more friendly, and everyone's everyone's mate. Yeah, but I, I, I find that quite false. I think that's quite a British sort of attitude. I think it's a British thing, but then I have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. So I kind of yeah. like it. I like the fact that I can go into a club or somewhere local and I just know everyone there. Yeah. And I suppose I don't really have too much. I don't have any kind of like beef with anyone where it's like, oh, I'm not gonna talk to you. Yeah. So yeah. even though maybe I'm not your biggest fan, I'll still go over, say hello, have a chat. And I don't know. I think it's kind of sociable. But I suppose like then there, I suppose it's kind of a bit fake. But it's like it's nice just to chat to people in it. Nice to. Yeah. Community-wise, I guess, to an extent, but I think with, yeah, with parties and shit, people always are going to be, they're going to put their own persona on in there. But are people offering you then, I'm guessing? Uh, Yeah, to be fair, like, so my uni mate uh, was, well, he's he's a black guy, and... Lovely. Like, (laughs) no, like, each time that I've uh, gone down to London to go see him, ironically, it's been at, like, house parties full of weed. It's just like... Really? No. And now we're going to a 420 event. I I was like, I did not even know about this. I don't know why. I feel like he's just encouraging it, but... No, <laughs> he's definitely going let's get blaze blaze <laughs> like, but no to be fair me Take and him were really day. close yeah like, uni playing sport yeah uh, playing futsal together so because in my halls it was only me and him with who were the only two southerners everyone else were like northerners, northerners yeah yeah my block so like it's a good friendship to have I suppose you can relate a lot more to each other as well yeah like even his accents as well yeah, yeah, yeah. like speaking to someone doesn't sound you know like, Ooh, hello yeah yeah <laughs> but um no, that's mad, to be fair. Um, but anyway, how do we know each other then? <laughs> so, it was kind of funny how we met, to be fair. So, he comes back. You came back. He was playing futsal in Portugal. Yep. And he comes... We'll get into that later. He comes back. And I got a message from... So, I go training in Reading. And he'd messaged the chairman saying, oh, I want to come try out, see what's going on. And come play for you guys while I'm back. Because in the UK, futsal is not big. You probably None of you probably even know what it is, to be honest with <laughs> you. Probably should explain it. <laughs> That's probably should start. So basically, indoor football, uh, five players in the court, heavier ball. I'd, I always describe it, same as football, but tactics are different and it's a lot faster. Yeah. Because whenever I say five, it's like people think, oh, off walls and... That's the thing, people think it's like goals. Like yeah, outside, it's not at all. Outdoor five um, football. You've got square goals, so it's like, I think it's one by one. Like, yeah, like hockey shit. style goals. Yeah, yeah, hockey style goals. But then like netball rules, basketball rules with like the sub gates, timeouts. Yeah, yeah, so in terms like of all the kind of off the court rules, same yeah. things. And then it's um, bigger court as well. So it's not, it's quite, it's, uh, everyone always thinks, oh, five aside, it's big. Yeah. If you play on a full side proper court, it's like way bigger than the basketball court, kind of like in width and length. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of room, a lot of it's very fit, change direction. So it's very intense, and it's also like if you go to Europe, that's where you're gonna find it. So in Portugal, Spain, Italy, even France now it's growing, and obviously in South America, where it's absolutely massive. So and you no know, people are making good money off it. Like 
top player in the world making quicker than two million. He's making really? yeah, he's making. I think, I think his yeah. contract's worth two million. I don't know how many years that's over. Wow! But he's yeah, I would say he's like one of very few. Though. The average player, I think, in LNFS, which is the Spanish league, makes yeah. around just under hundred k. I think. Fair enough. So like, yeah. In terms of money, in terms of like salary, that's sick. Yeah. But well, in terms of football, football kind of salary, that's not like compared to football, no, that's no, nothing. Yeah. But like in terms of like a salary, that's very very good. Um, but that's only in certain places of the world. But anyway, so Blaze comes back from Portugal. So yeah. I'm, I had to pick him up at the stations. So I was picking him <laughs> up. I'm like, who's this geezer I've been sent to get? And he comes in. I'm like, I'd actually seen it on Instagram. I think it was Loughborough's Instagram. I think I yeah. saw a picture of you. I was like, oh, I know this guy. <laughs> and then we just picked him up and then got talking. And then, yeah, you joined up and played with us for the season. Or what, <laughs> what a season, interestingly, turned exactly, out to yeah, be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Futsal, like, talking of that, you got into that at Loughborough. Yep, so originally, let's go a bit before that, so yeah. I was playing football for Aldershot Town Football Club, yeah. like just as a youth scholar, and then I was like in the college age, then when I realised I wasn't really going to make it, like most yeah. people do when they get to like 17, 18 yeah. years old, because the gap between kids football and basically adult men's football yeah. is just ridiculous, like to try and break through that. So I realised that wasn't going to happen. And then I was playing foot on the side anyway around mm, that time, yeah. just for friends and mates. Uh, and the coaches who were their mates were just like Portugal, Brazilian yeah, coaches. Yeah. So it's it was always, always just a hobby to begin yeah. with. And it was just something that I was generally interested by. And then I realised like I want to study and focus on my education. So yeah. I put two and two together. Loughborough University is big in the sport. And yeah. sports like futsal ultimate frisbee like so many weird wacky sports at university yeah. are played yeah. on like mass like compared to if you're trying to find a local club you're not going to find an ult- ultimate frisbee you're going to find that kind of competition in the structure i think yeah because it's like i was when i was looking at next year i was looking and it's like american football like all sorts of sports yeah, like so quidditch literally like from harry, harry potter I swear to god at loughborough university I, know quidditch, yeah, I, but... I drove by <laughs> and you could see people on broomsticks literally uh like playing quidditch i swear to god just running around with like with broomsticks under them so they're what like, running around what's the whole <laughs> yeah literally the golden stitch and all that how does like, the golden stitch freaking so it's like lacrosse they had like how does, who, is that like a guy going i've got the snitch like, <laughs> i swear to god yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and then, i mean to be fair it i would definitely play that yeah i definitely play it, it, as, a one-off. Quite fun, I would play it as a one-off well hell i would yeah it was all the kind of neaky people at <laughs> school you would see it like would be kind of i would definitely play that over the bands like one yeah. time I can see that just. Be- I don't know how you like enforce the rules though. They, you know, bludge of things. I'll be the guy running around with a bat. Just <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. I just think yeah. that's the funniest sport. But to be fair, like that would be kind of. That's the thing with university. They got everything. Yeah. Like, literally yeah. anything. Nothing's off the books. Do you know what I'm saying? It is like your own little bubble when you get yeah. to university. Like for social life, for sport yeah. life. Especially Loughborough, I think, because Loughborough is yeah. quite in its own area. Yeah. Um, so like, obviously the closest city is Leicestershire. Yeah. Uh, to Loughborough, but Loughborough is just a university campus, and then even the town is yeah, I don't really know like not even as big as the university campus. Really, yeah. yeah. So you almost you are the town basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. literally it dominates, and obviously with the history that it's got for sport, yeah. that's why everyone goes there. And you've got like top GB Olympic athletes going. Oh there. no, Loughborough when it comes everything yeah. comes to sport, it's like one of the world leading, like literally exactly. world leading, like in yeah. terms of sport, like it's. Like I know, like for their football, you have to have like um, academy proof that you've played. Yeah, you yeah, are yeah. an academy player or something like that. Like, exactly. All that to go there. So there, when it comes to sport, that's where you go. 
like when I was looking in, I did want to go to Loughborough for futsal, but problem is if you don't have the course. Yeah, because obviously you want to get into like film studies exactly. and stuff like that. Doing that at Loughborough just wasn't really an option. So yeah. as much as I want to do the futsal route at Loughborough, it's just it's not quite there for me. Which yeah. is a shame, but like I think it's just the way it is at the end of the day. Um, for sure. No, like, so with me, yeah. um, I got an unconditional offer to go yeah. to Loughborough because of the fact that I signed up through Loughborough through the International Futsal Academy, yeah. which was like an independent futsal group in collaboration yeah. with the university to study and play sport full time, like every day. And in my first year, I actually got there. I probably went out like twice in the whole year. Really? Yeah, yeah. stayed in my halls. Like, just training. Yeah, kind of, just yeah. like trying to be so dedicated to it. Yeah. But that actually didn't work out my way. I got injured at all my LCL which is like the outside ligament on my knee and was out for about six months so I was fully injured down yeah. depressed like it wasn't going well at all so but eventually go there to do yeah exactly That's... so the first year was a bit of a stinker but yeah. my second year I actually moved in a house of eight including me yeah eight guys um teammates. and yeah all, all, <laughs> all teammates yeah, yeah. and that was where things started to pick up. Like, yeah. my knee injury was getting better. And I was, like, in the B team, let's say, like, the development team for Loughborough. Yeah, Football. so that's, like, the second Loughborough team in terms yeah. of they're playing the national leagues, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we, we were starting to win games. We were picking up kind of thing. And then what was the real highlight for that was that our B team and our A team were, like, in the FA Futsal Cup quarterfinals and our A team lost against a team called Genesis Futsal who played in the top division in England and they got knocked out and we won our game against like a lower team but then we faced Genesis Futsal the team that they got kicked out to and everyone thought that we were going to get kicked out and absolutely smashed by this top division team but in the end we actually uh, beat them in extra time, um, so yeah, we and all the Super League eighteen players decent, were watching. Decent, oh no like, way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what were they like? Were they just like fair play? Well, you know what? So at university, I will say one thing for sport especially. Yeah. I mean, it might vary across different sports. Yeah. But I know because futsal is quite a small, independent like yeah, family yeah, yeah. for sport. There is a bit of a ego thing and a bit of a waiting list. So yeah, I feel like if you're first fresher. Yeah. Uh, going into a university team, you're not necessarily gonna go straight into the A team. It's like you have yeah. to prove yourself. Like I have a mate actually who's literally gone this year. Yeah. So he start he'd start off in the I think he started from the fours. Right. So you got you got so he's in the university, you got one, yeah. two, three, four. So the Bucks League. That's the And Bucks. then you got the like yeah. the National Football League, yeah. No, so he started from the twos now, I've got it, yeah. So he oh, started from because he had National League experience and they said, right, you've played in the National League, you yeah. played at a high, a high enough level not to just have walked yeah, on. Yeah. So they put him in the twos. So he's been playing that all season and only now when the season's kind of coming to a close that he got a call up to train with the ones and potentially get some exactly. games with the ones, which is really good to be fair. He's done it really quick and that's fair play. But yeah. like, it's kind of hard because like you actually have to go through that year and they, you have to kind of, you have to prove yourself to it and you have to work 100%. yourself up. And that's what it's like when you go to these universities, especially the ones where they've got very good programs in place. And I think going and then going from like there, like because you went to the Super League. Yeah, yeah. So it was only in my third and final year that I even got a chance to train with yeah. the Super League A team, which is the, if you the want to call top it. top. So they have like Bucks and then 
Super League was top in England, so if Bucks is good, then Super yeah. League's better. So I was doing like Bucks ones, yeah. and then Super League futsal, so like both of the top levels, so yeah. playing in two different leagues at the same time, basically. Yeah. But even though I was in the Super League, I was like fourth choice pivot. Yeah. So I still had to make up a lot of ground to try and get any Will, minutes Will, Will in the Rook. Yeah, yes, Will Rook, England player. England so you're more competitions, England players. Like, yeah, like, properly. Yeah, know. exactly. It was a very high level. But it's good though to push yourself because if you're not, because if you're playing with them, then you're learning from them. So exactly, like, and like even just training with them, yeah, I think yeah. uh, was a really good time to like build up my own confidence. Yeah, definitely. Um, because the only time we got an opportunity to play with them was in like training matches where we were playing against them yeah um so we were always like the underdogs um i think it's good though because like before we went to uefa obviously i was well out of my level um yeah yeah, yeah. and then but it's good though because it proves although kate and then they maybe can't sustain the level that they play at for our game you know you have the ability to play that level yeah maybe only for five minutes but the fact that you can play that level says that you have the capability to go on yeah it's just about keeping up yeah Yeah. she's a confidence thing as well and i think I think confidence is a massive thing in all sports. Oh, 100%. Like, like you look at so many people, like penalties and like, all sorts of like, elements of certain games where you can st- almost measure someone's confidence by how yeah. well they are. Because like, every footballer, I always say, can take a very good penalty. Every professional footballer will build a bag of penalty. Yeah. No doubt. But the ones who can and can't depends on how like confident and well they can deal with the pressure. Yeah, it's like... Literally. When... when it's like, can you step up to the plate when the opportunity actually Basically. matters? It's Literally. like, in any training session, when you're having a kickabout, you can, anyone can take a penalty against Literally. the training goal. And they whatever. can do a very good penalty. But the moment exactly. that it's on the line, yeah. and I think, I also think that's, on the one hand, it's confidence, it's also something, it's just something you got to have or you don't, yeah. to an extent, I think. 100%. Like, but like, there's things like, when you get knocked, knocked back with uh, like injuries, for example, for yeah, myself in my first year, that fully knocked my confidence back. When someone else gets played in front of you, yeah, that's gonna knock you back when you think you're doing well. But then, yeah. like the manager obviously sees more potential in someone else to give them more. It's of an all opinion as well. Yeah, which is hard exactly. So, like, you've always not doubt your got to doubt yourself, but yeah. you've always, in a way, got to think the worst to try and like give yourself space yeah. to work forwards from there. Kind no, of thing. Definitely agree with that. Um, and I think by it's just like a whole like work thing, isn't it? Just playing more and more. And yeah, more exactly. And, just... and training matters more yeah. than the actual game day at the end. At That's the end so of the day. true. Yeah. Like what you do behind closed doors is. I also think the coaches and the people you play with matters because like, I think it can affect your styles. Like certain coaches that I've had in the past, maybe I've played the coach who don't. I don't play the kind of style they want to play, so you don't get as much game. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. work out. Whether well, you maybe play another coach or another type type player who you just link up with better. It's like chemistry. Sure. Thing. I always yeah. think, and I think. Um, that's a big thing because like maybe you don't fit as well in one system doesn't mean you won't fit in another system yeah and I think like I just think you've always got to back how you play and back what you believe in and then if you do that and you're good enough at it there's always going to be a market for that yeah kind for of sure I think, like, well like so for me as I was saying like my third and final year like when I feel like I should be probably starting most games or yeah. whatever because I'm more of a senior character and there's like younger players now stepping up to the plate yeah um in this super league first a team whatever you want to call it yeah and i was only fourth choice pivot at the start of the year but then when you're still training hard and like players again starting to yeah. get injured throughout the season Just, yeah. you get more opportunities and you're stepping up <laughs> yeah uh to when it matters and scoring goals and stuff like that 
And then by the end of the season, uh, I was actually starting a few games and getting much, much more minutes on the pitch. Yeah. Um, and for our Bucks League, we managed to reach like the national finals, which was held at St. George's That's Park. Bad, yeah. And yeah, I was like starting pivot, scored two goals. That's and pr- yeah, you know what I mean. Literally. So it, it's like again talking about that confidence and stuff. It's, it's up a to journey, play. isn't it? Like you got to start somewhere. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like a roller coaster. It's yeah. not gonna be a straight, direct like upwards climb. You're gonna get <laughs> that. That like, is what a roller coaster is. Today. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's but not what I mean. Then it's gonna yeah, have yeah, a yeah. real like literally, trough yeah. downhill again, <laughs> and then it'll pick up, and literally. then it'll go downhill. Like it's not I just a sport. Stealth then. I just Exactly. It's gonna like fully drop down again, and then it'll build back up. So hundred percent. You just gotta go with the movement. Go. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. I think. Like, it kind of reminded myself, like, I was definitely, like, not this season, like, the season before I was playing Division 2, and yeah. I wasn't, I was so in and out with game times, so the coaches weren't playing me, like, I could play one game, like, four minutes, that was all I played. Really? Yeah, and yeah. then I was playing other games where I'd play a lot more, and I'd be starting, and I wouldn't be starting, and, like, throughout it, it was kind of frustrating, I think, I didn't really know what, like, what was gonna, I was going to get kind of thing. For sure, yeah. And obviously... What you're taking out of it. What you're yeah, doing. exactly, it's almost a bit of very like, anyone understands if you straight time for a game, and you get, like, four minutes. Yeah. Like, but there we go. And that's what it is. You got to keep going along and get to the day. So I just keep doing my thing, keep scoring goals, and then like I managed to still score. Like I think it was like nine goals in really? eight games yeah. or something, or something like that. So I did well, and it still just kept going. And then obviously then I got um, with Reading, and I kind of moved clubs then because then they were interested, and I was looking to play at high level because I was playing Div Two, and obviously I had a good, I had a good season overall. Yeah. And then opportunity, I think as well, you've got to take opportunities that come your way. So they were like to me just. Do you want to come play with us? Then you had a spare spot and end up going to Lithuania, which is yeah. mental. But like in terms of a jump, it's like Div Two in England to UEFA, which and the, and the team that one of the teams we did play, they ended up playing against Intermovie Star, which is the best team in Europe. So that just proves it, you know. What I mean? Literally, like, I think. And Futsal, the fact that it's such a small community. Trust right? me, and I think as well as, and the thing that was good was although like I mean play at this level, I could step up to that level. Okay, yeah, obviously I couldn't play a whole game at that level. I just couldn't, but I yeah. could play at times at that level, and I think. That kind of jump up. That's like, but what I'd say is that's like a massive positive. Yeah. But then obviously before that, I had negatives and negatives yeah, and back, yeah. and I think that's definitely. Yeah, I guess the way you're preparing for that. Yeah, that and, then, and then even coming back from it, like this season I've had like I've had really like I'd say this season for me has been pretty dry in terms yeah. of like goal scoring and even minutes. Like I haven't got like, I, like towards the end of the season I've played a lot more, but yeah. Well, when the team gets pulled out of the league, I mean, it doesn't really help. It's a whole another situation, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I mean, we could we could talk about it a little bit I guess. yeah well I guess we'll Should move we have on like to a, that in a bit yeah well, I think this is kind of an appropriate time actually yeah. going to like Portugal and stuff yeah well I was just going to say so yeah. we can go into that now then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so okay so yeah going on to Portugal so how did you end up playing in Portugal so semi-professionally or professionally yeah like what was it so well it's a weird one but the story was that when I finished university uh I always expressed in my final year, like, as soon as I finish the year, yeah. I know, obviously, the fact that I'm going to be leaving university and I want to pick up with this sport and I want to take it to the next level. Yeah. And I knew about the fact that there are playing opportunities to go abroad, but as an English individual, like, in the world, England are ranked, like, top 50 Is in the stigma world for that we're shit at futsal. Basically, that's yeah. a stigma. Let's be compared honest. to football. Yeah, we're even more off the plate compared yeah. to many other countries. We'd be like, I'm trying to think of a country. We'd probably be like, 
We are literally the Kazakhstan of football, we're but like Kazakhstan... We're like Estonia of football, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Very poor. <laughs> Just not great. But I, what I would say is we actually are starting now to produce better players, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Like, you can look at our national teams, they're doing well. But there's still... If you go to Portugal, for example, and you're not English, they're going to be like... Yeah, exactly. Bit, like, yeah. But so what happened was, um, my coach at Loughborough University um, was Portuguese and... When I expressed the fact that I want to go abroad throughout the, the remainder of my final year at uni, luckily he gave me the opportunity to put me in touch with some contacts in Portugal to try it out with a team pre-season and see if it would be physically possible for an English individual uh, to try and play and sign for the Portuguese team. Now... Looking back on it, I never considered factors like language barrier, culture, so much to like affect an individual's like playing ability. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think it just affects your within whole a team life. environment. It, it's it? not it's, an yeah, it's yeah. not an individual game as well. It's it's a team sport. So I went over and within the first week, I kind of treated it like a holiday. Um, really? Yeah. So to be fair though. When you're in Port, like for us as well, when the weather here is so dead. Yeah. When you exactly. go somewhere hot and nice. You're loving and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like you're on holiday and it's just natural. Yeah. But the issue was, to begin with, when I arrived, I wasn't on like the coast of uh, like Porto or Lisbon. I was two hours inland in a little village called Nelas. Yeah. And it was very much. Uh, middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere, kind of like not run down, but. <laughs> It the culture was very different to like. Would you say it's kind of like well, like where we kind of I kind of live maybe in England a little bit, probably a little bit further. No, no, no. So I felt like I was in the like in the Roman like Catholic sort of. You were kind of like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is like how our it was like horse and cart kind of vibe and. But our middle of nowhere would be like diff would be like the same as their middle of nowhere, but the culture is different, so it would be looking different. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, could you like almost give a comparison if you could think of any English place that might? All right. So like Cornwall. So like it's like he's yeah, just got yeah. not a lot so going like, on in the area. That's what I'm saying. But obviously, if we went to Cornwall, you'd be absolutely fine because English. You still speak yeah. to them. You kind of get the culture. You know what's going on. Well, yeah. And but then, in Portugal, it's like yeah. And when you go to somewhere like Cornwall, obviously the weather is quite cool down there. Yeah. And it's like the windy coast line and in Portugal when I arrived it was like 40 degrees Jesus. it's really really hot like all the trees were like wilted down and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and each night I had to sleep downstairs with the windows wide open because yeah. upstairs in my bedroom they it, must be so used to it though so for them yeah it's so just... for them they they were calm with the heat yeah and it was just surprising it was weird was it a it humid heat or hot heat yeah, so it, it it was like a sticky. You can't it was even sticky, breathe. It was like you just like it was all over. Is yeah, it, yeah. I remember I played in Madrid. Um, it was like oh, it must have been like it was in April. So it wasn't awful, but it was like 25, 26, 27 kind of mm. degrees. And I remember when we went on court to play, literally all the moisture in your throat would just get sucked out. Yeah, and you'd be like breathing it like horse. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. one of the horror. Hor- I'm not like horrible to play in. Like cause you're just like. It's weird. There's no moisture in the air or anything. Yeah, and like even um, before you step onto the pitch, like you're sweating already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then when you do come off the pitch, then you're fully drenched in yeah, sweat. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I I initially did two weeks out there training in three, four, 
three, four times a day, and in the house that I was three, living... Three, four times a day? Uh, three, four times a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that nearly got you. Yeah, I was like, damn, well, listen, well, we've got a bit of work to do over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, so in the house that I was living with yeah. as well, we had a Brazilian uh, who moved to the club, and he was like 25 years old. Then we had a 19-year-old Portuguese player. Yeah who played for Portugal on the 19, so still oh, very wow. good. Yeah, yeah and then cool. we had like a 34-year-old Portuguese player. Uh, so like a full bloke <laughs> in the house. <laughs> full adult. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, no, so yeah. it was quite weird to begin with. And when I arrived in the house, no one could speak English. I had to whip out my phone, get Google Translate going. So what, yeah, so what was it like having any conversation with them? Was it just kind of like non-existent? Because you, you don't really, like stereotypically, when it comes to foot, so they must have been like, Wait, what the, what's going on here? Well, yeah, you don't, weird, you, you don't appreciate, like, language as a barrier. But yeah. when you're actually physically there... And there's and no one who's speaking, absolutely no one. Yeah, actually, so yeah. I had one person, um, like, one of the club chairmans who was able to speak a bit of English, right, very God, broken yeah. English. But everyone on the court, the manager, couldn't speak English. And I always had to have them... Uh, this woman beside me all the time to like assist me with the English so have a to Portuguese translator. Or... Yeah, yeah. So I had a translator uh, when I was there, big, basically. Big guy coming. <laughs> yeah. Bring Literally, the yeah. But then, so two weeks in, I was starting to feel the implications of the weather, the culture, all these different barriers, and believe it or not, I actually, before I went out, I entered a social media competition with Umbro. So it was a campaign to show that you've got more game and you had yeah. to put like hashtag more game on your yeah. video post. And I just uploaded something and that was around the time when I started my own YouTube channel, Blaze yeah, yeah. Foot So Go check we, it out. Yeah, well. Bit, not many posts come in, but we'll <laughs> see what we can do about that. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get onto that in a bit. It's summer well. now. Yeah, yeah. No well, we're on 1K subscribers as well, so. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> don't know about you, though. Nah. So. Yeah, so in the end, I actually found out that I won this Umbro social media competition through this video that I put together yeah. with me um, and all my different futsal highlights throughout that year. Yeah. And two weeks into being at Portugal, I was kind of starting to feel really homesick and yeah. weirded out by the culture and the I vibe. Think the, I, I, just want to, I want to kind of focus on this a little bit, is the isolation, because you're surrounded by people you're in a community house so when you think obviously you can't speak language but in theory you're around people all the time you're meeting people but in terms of like a social life so obviously you're training four times a week yeah so is that like eat, I'm assuming evenings get so hot yeah So and you were getting paid food yeah so, so what living was expenses all paid was all did you get covered. any extra money just for like no like, no so no. that was all your own money yeah so it was just to cover me while i was there to see what it was if like they it would be worth investing in me to actually yeah. try and sign for them and if they signed you would you think had a bit of extra money coming in i mean potentially yeah who knows kind of thing so obviously then that means that he's training in the evenings only so you have the whole day to yourself pretty much every yeah day. but like every day because it was so hot these guys just went to the local pool uh, like the lo- local Lido, just to yeah. chill out, cool down, kind of thing. That yeah. that was literally all they so did. So it was almost like a holiday in a way, because you're by the pool, yeah, I'm training in the evenings. So the fact that you're not with people that you know, no, no, that even speaking, you're not as like English, comfortable like, with them, obviously. And it's not really like you're yeah. just hanging out, you're like probably feeling quite awkward out of place, kind of just yeah. lost. Like. And I even, I, I think I was like the only pale skin blonde individual. Yeah. You know what I mean? Portugal, like culturally you definitely I, I felt out, out, of place. out of place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think is that whole kind of like 
it's not being like race or do you know what I mean? It's not like oh, yeah, it's not it's a bad just thing, but it's just, you just notice, isn't it? You're different and it's just something you notice and I guess yeah, it must be really to to adapt to that is very difficult. Yeah. And especially I know Portuguese, the kind of the way they live is very different to where we live in terms of just kind of do you know what I mean? Like general rules and when you have to eat your food and yeah. how you behave and just things like that is very different. Hundred percent. Um, so, how did you did you adapt to that, or did you not adapt to that, or how did you like kind of like? Well, so this was the thing because of the fact that I was out there for a month. Yeah. Uh, the first week was treated as like a holiday, I guess, in my mind. Yeah. Didn't really know what to expect, but then in my second week, I was starting to understand the kind yeah. of vibe that was going on. Mm-hmm. But then I had a break basically uh, through the Zambro competition. So you went back then. Yeah. So I went back only for a day got like privately flown out business class to just go to Manchester Uh, so I'm from down south anyway so it wasn't even my home home area but England was home to me you know what I mean just going back to England anywhere like so I went to Manchester just to film this Umbra advert for this new futsal shoe that came out yeah and that one day with you yeah so you can Promo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right here, right <laughs> left at home. No, nah, yeah, but no, so yeah. that one video, that one day was probably the best day yeah, compared to that to whole me, month yeah. for being out there. Because when I came back, I was there for it's probably kind of like a relief thing. Just be like, oh, yeah. English, thank God. Mate, like, when I got yeah. back, I was like hugging people. Just, well, I yeah. went straight to Nando's, bring yeah. the creams, get like Oreo milkshake, like just, just to relax it. in the evening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then when I came. Obviously knew that I needed to come back to Portugal. Yeah, and yeah, I was starting to realise that this wasn't really quite wasn't for me. you. Yeah, no, and and the positions and the tactics that this team Just didn't played suit in your style. Yeah, what? they played in four zero, so without a pivot. So I play in a pivot position. So which like is I was saying earlier, that sometimes you can be a great player, but it doesn't fit you. Exactly. So you play pivot. This you don't, you don't have to have a pivot foot, so it's not a necessity. A lot of teams do. Most teams tend yeah. to have pivots, but some don't. It's just the way it is. And this team wasn't very versatile with how they wanted to play. So they obviously had their own style, yeah. which is fine. But well, it they means, didn't even speak yeah. English. So a lot of things harder, weren't really yeah. clicking in and weren't really adding up for me why I should be a part of the picture kind of thing. Exactly. And I think it's not really like a bad thing. It's just the way it goes, I guess. And no. I think, yeah. I think, like for me, I have, a, I have a tiny bit of similar experience. So, you know, our manager, Carlos, before he departed. Yeah. So when I started training with them, I trained with them for a week before we went to Lithuania. So we trained five days that week and it was twice a day. It was obviously we were like one week to prepare for Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. Carnage. Carnage. But um, he spoke no English. Zero English. Yeah. So how was that for you? So uh, Morales, no English. Yeah, no, no one spoke any English. I think, who spoke, I think maybe one person spoke a broken yeah, English. Thing. Ivan, Ivan, I think. And you're in England. And I'm in English, so it's the weirdest thing. So I'm going going in the morning, you're driving now, turn up. And the thing is as well, is because I only talked on Facebook and Ed is going to be, just get here for this time and never there. I'm thinking, I didn't even know it's called a split. But anyways, I'm thinking, right, we'll see what happens. I turn up and I find these guys, I'm like, oh, hi. And they're just like, hello. And that's literally the most English <laughs> oh, uh, Yeah, and then he was trying to talk to me and I literally sat there for five minutes explaining him to the positions of futsal because he didn't know what they were called in English. Yeah. So he was just going like, Allah and you know, this. And I was like, uh, yeah. I think, yeah, here, here. And yeah, so pretty much he would just point and yeah, and then they, like, you kind of watch most of the time it'd be just watch point yeah. get on with it and if you did something wrong then they're like what are you doing and you're just like and then when I came sorry. back <laughs> yeah. I kind of realised because I was like what like the sec- one of the yeah. other, only other English players to join us here along with you 
And I kind of realised straight away that they were doing all the tactics in their in their language, yeah. but in our country, you know what I mean? I think at that point, I think you were just a bit kind of sick of the whole <laughs> other exactly. language. You were just like, I want to play with some English bits out. I, I, English I, words. I came back to get away from yeah, you just found like, it. what I realised wasn't for me because yeah. of the language barrier. I think that's part of it though. I, I, actually, I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Obviously, I was living in England. I'd go home to my friends, family. You know, I wouldn't come home to just foreign people I didn't know and speaking a language. So, in that sense, it was nice. And there were English players, so we had one or two who did train with us as well. So, it wasn't all bad. Yeah. But I think, I think I enjoyed the fact that it. Kind of, I felt like I was playing at a higher level in a way, in a way because I knew that they what they were discussing because they played at a high level. Sure, yeah. It almost, to me, in my mind, it solidified that they know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, and you're going along with it, and you know yeah. that you're learning and gaining out of it. So at the end of the day, that yeah. matters the most for you. No, definitely. But I do think it was very, very difficult on the fact that it's just so new. Mm. And like, you're just not, you're not used to the fact that... But you've got to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, you're, you're not, not used to the fact that someone's like, speaking to you in a language, you have no idea what's going on. And then also, when you're playing a team sport like that, you can't be slacking. Because it matters yeah. in the day. So it is, I think, the communicate. And I think this whole season we've had communication issues with that team with the yeah. language barrier. And yeah. I think that's just something to show you. I think that's something it is. But, and I think, did you try to learn Portuguese when you were out there? Oh, hell yeah. Because so, obviously you're out there for a month. You're going to try and make the most effort you can to fit in. 100%. Because I kind of assumed and realised. Yeah, come I kind of assumed and realised that my time was running out. So you're out in Portugal, obviously. Then. So you're trying to learn language, I assume, like, because you're there, you immerse yourself in the culture. Yeah, so... How does that go? I had about three language apps on the go at the time, I swear <laughs> to God. So I had, like, Google Translate, another language... Google Translate? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just that saying... That like, home screen. Like, well, I was just doing audio recordings yeah. of what these guys were saying. Yeah, like, so when we were yeah. chilling on the sofa and <laughs> just reading it back to try and, like, pick up the phrases and that, it was... It went to that extent of trying to learn it and... They speak so fast as well. Exactly. Like, when you're trying to learn a language in school or whatever, you you obviously can only say, like, odd words and phrases to begin with. You pick up, yeah. Then, when when you start accumulating words and phrases in sentences, like, the speech gets, like, worded in different speeds and different, like... It takes so much energy as well. It's not like something where you're just like... Oh yeah, I get that. I get you're like having to fully. It's different to how you're learning it at school, whatever as well. No, I'm firmly by the belief learning a language has to be done through speaking, through being in the culture, through talking to people. But it's quite like obviously it can't be like just everyone's rapidly speaking. You just sit in the middle. You've got to participate. Yeah. You've got to speak. You've got to like. As I don't think you can learn from textbook. I think you've got to learn by speaking and talking to people and just being yeah. immersed in it. Because if you don't. If you learn it in a textbook, easy ways to cheat, get around it, not do it. Whereas if you just have no choice, I think it may take time. Yeah. But you will get eventually. Obviously, that's coming from no experience. That's just my perception from what I've watched on the internet and you know other people who have looked into it and what they've said and their experiences. And then obviously, you have your own experience with it. Obviously, like you, you said, like you've got like family from like a French background. Like, do um, you say like your granddad? So he speaks fluent. His first language is French because he's from uh, Mauritius, which is in Africa. Yeah. Um, so they speak a lot of French over there. So obviously his first language is French. Um, and then my cousins over there have, you no, know, they all speak French as their first language. So like, that's why I'd say, yeah. So French is a language in my family. So, so you're kind of not forced to pick up, but you kind of want to... I would like to learn it because I want to go over there and I want to live with my cousins over there and see what life is like. 
over there and I would love just to live there for a bit and just experience the culture and yeah. kind of get to know my kind of outside family you could say better yeah. so I think that's really interesting and just I think it's just good to see where you come from at the end of the day um, so obviously that's what I'm interested in but learning French would make that so much more enjoyable and I think I read somewhere that like to speak to someone in their own language is to speak to someone properly mm. so like I would really really want to speak to someone in their own language and build have a conversation although they can all speak English pretty well it's nice as well to speak French to them mm. because it's kind of like just what's meant it's, I feel like if you're going over there you should make the effort yeah exactly like at the end of the day there's got to be an incentive yeah, exactly. for you to learn the language like if you've got family or whatever yeah, or mates who yeah. are living in France or whatever then you've got yeah. to try and make effort to and learn that language learning another language is one of the beneficial skills as well because yeah, speaking your language like, not only is it like good because it actually actually opens up a massive population of the world that you can now have to speak to which is kind of cool yeah. Um, but also, like, it also helps like brain and like um, I think it's like dementia. I think you speak another language. I think. Oh really? But it's things like that. They say it's really good for you um, if you can speak another language because your brain, um, it like develops your brain. It just keeps. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, yeah. There's loads of studies on it, and it just proves that if you speak another language, it is good for you. This is like actually good for your mental. Kind well, of. I think this goes back to culture again and the fact yeah. that in England we don't really try and. To learn another language because yeah so <sighs> when you live in england obviously like you grow up english is the first language in the whole world so why would you learn another language every, yeah. like, when you, as an english person when you go on holiday every single person speaks english on the most part let's be honest go to spain speaking english go to france speaking english go to italy speaking english go to germany speaking english go to anywhere pretty much they speak english <laughs> sorry <laughs> man, man i'm gonna sneeze in a bit um but because of that then you have a lot less incentive to learn to speak english <laughs> And the other thing is, when you live in, if you're born in Italy or something, you learn when you're very young. We don't start language lessons until secondary school, which is when we're like 13, 14. It's very hard. It's a lot harder to pick up a language when you're that old. Whereas if you start when you're like four, five, six, you're going to pick up a lot easier. Yeah. And I think they pick up a lot easier. Also, when they meet English people, they speak English to them. So they're practicing more. We don't practice. We don't speak. For us to learn language, it's quite difficult on the fact that you try and speak. Even if I go to Spain, you know, and I'll say, por favor, gracias, or whatever, like, they'll pick up straight away that I'm English. Oh, yeah. And they'll start speaking English to me. I'm like, no, no, I want to practice Spanish. They don't. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it actually is hard. It's kind of hard. Um, but because of that, then we're kind of like, I suppose, when it comes to cultures and stuff, we're a bit... A bit negative on the fact that... I think a lot of people are also kind of lazy because it's just like, well, that's yeah. my language. But in a way, like, English is probably one of the most world... It is the most widely spoken language. Yeah. Exactly. It's, a, it's, a fair, it's like the global language, isn't it? It's what everything's So it's like fair enough that we don't really speak any other languages because it's not like... We don't have to. We can, yeah. We can easily like French is it. spoken in most parts of Africa, I guess, and in Spanish France. is South American. Yeah, Portuguese. like there's different languages that are spoken more... But when you look at, I think, in terms of the way the world's going, business, economics, English is the language. Yeah. Obviously they have like, I think in uh, airspace and flight, French and English are the two languages you need to speak. Um, and I know that they'll send a Mandarin and those kind of languages because obviously that China's growing and Japan's growth then I can't put those two together <laughs> that's so bad um, I think it's Mandarin because Chinese I think because their growth in the economy that's becoming like a forefront because it's one of the hardest languages they were sent if you learn Mandarin that's like one of the best skills because of like translation between Chinese businesses and English businesses but yeah English in the day is the main the forefront of language so yeah. I think because of that it makes it less incentive for us to learn language and it also makes it harder because like I think in England if you know someone who speaks another language that's like damn that's cool <laughs> but if you're in another country if you're good like, foreign people it's almost, I don't know why but I always expect them to speak two languages no yeah, yeah do you know what I'm saying it's like an expectation I think yeah which is why like in England it's a lot yeah we just don't speak 
Well, it's like even the accents, the, ex- the extent of accents when you go to America and certain parts of America, obviously, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, just as, an English, as an English yeah. individual, like... And phrases and stuff, but not yeah, slang. Yeah, if you start speaking an English accent, they think that's really cool. And, yeah. like, because of the fact that they're Americans and they... Different language. Yeah. You know I think I mean? America's a bit obsessive. Even though it is in English. America's like a bit obsessive. Another type of English. In a royal family and that, so they yeah. hear someone with an accent, and they're like, oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, but it's like, even in different states of America, obviously, Americans speak differently. Yeah. And it's like in England, in different... Go up north. Yeah. Not, don't even look at that. Don't, don't have to even go that far either. Oh. Like, yeah. um, look at Essex, it's down the road. Like, Literally. Everyone right. has even accents. I think it's interesting, but yeah. It's funny, though, because you can't understand sometimes. So, favorite accent. If you had to pick one accent, if you had, if you could if you could switch accent, what would you switch to? Well, the one that I wouldn't is Scouse. <laughs> I <laughs> that definitely. Is lowest. Yeah. Okay, that's that lowest. And then probably like you wouldn't want to switch to Scottish, would you? No. Or would you? That's quite. No. I had a maths teacher who was Irish. That was quite a bad. That but was, to be fair, that Irish. Was, is no, quite sorry. Quite this is very important. Northern Irish and Southern Irish. Southern Irish, big fan. That's the nice one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the really like three. <laughs> One, two, three. That's your comparison, Conor McGregor. Yeah, because I'm thinking of a really well-known Irish person that you know with the accent. He may be chatting absolute shits, but he's still got a nice accent. I give him that. (laughs) But the Northern accent is quite harsh. But yeah, sorry. I need to specify. (laughs) Southern accent. Yeah, Southern Irish is good. Is that what you'd have? Yeah. You take Southern Irish? Yeah. See, I'm I'm a big fan of the Australian accent. Really? You just got family in Australia or something. But I just think it's so chilled and like, just... Just chilled out, innit? It's just like, I'm just like, but here, whenever my uncle speaks to me, I'm just like, we relax. There's no, <laughs> no stress in the world. Like, South Africa's an interesting one as well, but. Yeah, yeah. Accents are really interesting, actually. It'll be interesting to find. I don't know. It's just like how you speak, isn't it? Yeah. Because obviously, there's more differently spoken accents than yeah. there are languages. Because in England, you've probably got what, like, every county has their it's own been accent. Like, come from right in the past, innit? Do you reckon we'll merge an accent soon? We'll kind of come similar. Because now we're coming... Because, like, think about it. 1900s, everyone just stuck with their people. So that's why everyone had the same accent. But now everyone's just moving God knows where. Do you know what I'm saying? Because well, you can even relate to, to, like, Brexit going on at the minute. Oh, here like, we go. Here we <laughs> nah, to be fair. Go. <laughs> come on! <laughs> I don't want to get into it. Jesus because I'm not on either side of Remain or Leave. So. Yeah. Dick it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um... No, but I just think actually, to be fair, with people moving around so much, I do actually think we're gonna have like a more merged accent. Don't know. Yeah. Just a theory. Maybe I'll put a little poll on that. Check it out. In fact, you know what? I might put it on my Instagram story now. Stay tuned. We'll do a little poll for you guys. Um, but yeah, so going back to the whole culture thing, do you think um, everyone should live in a different culture at least once in their life? I like, think because like, obviously it's a hard experience for you. But well, you know what? I think it's really eye-opening. And it's like when you go travelling for a gap year or whatever. Yeah. For our our kind of age, between like sixteen to twenty years old, like everyone, the the trending thing going on at the minute is to go on a gap year. And I guess I did like my own little gap year for a few months for my sport. And my goals have very much changed from the start to where they are right now. Like yeah. I feel like even though I only went out for a month or whatever. Yeah. I've kind of like been there and done that and I've learned yeah. and I've realised like, nah, it's actually not for me. Yeah. I realise why not a lot of other English athletes tend to go abroad if they don't if they're not like. You can half even Spanish look at it like think about how many players in the Liga who are English in football. 
very few. Yeah. Not loads, you know what I'm saying? I think... I also think as well, like, it's... Um, it is something that's underlooked, I think, especially in England. Because you look at people like... I think I remember it was um, Neymar, when he was looking at but he was complaining there wasn't enough Brazilian players. Mm. And you can say, who cares? Like... You're playing football, you're playing for the best team in the world, does it really matter? But then when you think about it in a cultural standpoint and like a you're living with these people every day, I guess like not having people from your home country is kinda of like it affects yeah. you eventually. Obviously how much, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that kind of almost solidifies that point even more. Yeah, for sure. But I think also like travelling alone, like has a very significant impact on you. Like if I went out with a mate uh, abroad to do this Hugh with the same goal he needs to come to Berlin we're going to go to Berlin <laughs> in uh, when is it June decent what intro no we're going to Berlin oh right just to Berlin he's got to get time off work you're going to get time off work correct yes well we're going to Berlin stay tuned there'll be a mental video coming it's done now it's done the podcast we can't back out <laughs> well so moving on that actually moves very swiftly yeah, yeah, yeah. to the next topic conversation that I want to talk about so after Portugal, I came back home, as I said, yeah. and then joined with you to play for Red and Foot. Best decision you made. Well, now the club's <laughs> basically disbanded, so... Yeah, I mean... For now, anyway. There's so much around this. Next time you come on, maybe we'll discuss it more, but the whole league's kind of folding. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll like do another yeah, podcast basically, another time. Short and sweet, the whole league's folding. No one really knows what's going on. Apparently a new league's starting. English foot is very... In terms of the whole league, very questionable right now. We're not sure what's going on, but I believe there'll be a new league next year, which we're hoping to be a part of. But it's all up in the air. We're going to find out soon. And yeah, yeah. that's basically the really quick rundown. So um, then, when I came back home, uh, obviously I was playing futsal part time at Rome. Yeah. And the first thing that was on my mind was shit. Now I've actually left university. Yeah. I kind of need work and I kind of need money. So I was doing like agency shift work for the first month or two at the same time of applying for jobs that I didn't even know if you have a I car I'd say agency work is a massive recommendation though because I didn't know about this yes yeah, like waitering at bigger yeah, events so if like you have, if you do have a car and you're looking for kind of work that's part time you don't want to commit to kind of that zero hour that zero hour contract or contract kind of thing where then you're expected to work some hours a week and you yeah. just want a bit of work here and there to bide you by look into that because it's just events basically that come up and they always need waiters obviously and people and you get paid at, I think it's base rate at 7.30 is it? Yeah. A decent base rate like um, and yeah like yes yeah, so if you're looking for work kind of thing you don't want to commit definitely look into agency work. Yeah especially if you're trying I, to I, save I up couldn't recommend that more for like yeah. a gap year or whatever. 100%. Yeah. But then I kind of realised like I've done enough of this like and I don't want to do this for any longer than a yeah. year or whatever so I was applying for so many different jobs uh, and going to so many different interviews I think I because I took a sports science and management degree yeah. and uh, during the time around when I graduated in the summer I did some intern work uh, in like social media for another sport based company Yeah. so everything was sport related and then when I'm looking for jobs I was kind of going along the idea of trying to find some work in social media but I didn't really know much about the industry and what kind yeah. of jobs were out there so it's the whole thing I think what we're basically saying is like going from school or university to the real world. Yep. I think it's like it's weird how little you're taught at school. Yeah, I can agree on that for sure. Like coming out of A levels for me, not knowing what I want to do, not sure what I want to do, not sure I'm not going to go to uni. 
I know nothing about pentaxes. I know nothing about contracts. I know nothing about you know. I, mean? I don't know Which anything. It's like we don't learn about life experience. Like for example, I'm doing after school and a education. bit of freelancing work on the side right now to get me some nice money and get me a bit of experience in videography. You have to write an invoice. My dad taught me that in accounting, obviously. So he taught me yeah. school. We well, even like a CV. I never like, even heard of an invoice at school. Never mentioned yeah. a CV at school. They did talk about. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Personal statements and stuff. But I think like I felt I came out feeling so underprepared. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Whereas yeah, I can pass your exams, but. That ain't gonna help me in the real world. I ain't gonna cut it. No. And like, I think a lot of people. I think what you find is people who don't go to uni. Some types of people, but I have I know people who just can grind out, and then just make their own way for themselves. And that works. Some people, other people tend to take the more academic route, I guess. But I just think there's no clear route, and there's no clear kind of like. It's not even like there needs to be a clear route. It just needs to be kind of some kind of like. Advice that I just think schools need to definitely put more on themselves to so when you feel when you come out of school you feel like right i know roughly what i want to do where i want to go and how i can get there yeah because i just don't think that's in place right now other than like school shouting at you go to uni go to uni go to uni go to uni because it looks good for them on ucast or whatever and they never really said about that yeah. non-interest-free loan <laughs> that keeps on rising each year after university <laughs> But don't worry about that. Like, <laughs> don't worry, it's fine. Don't worry, it's, no, all, it's just it's in the back, back corner. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is the thing, but I think I think with uni, I think what I'm looking at it like now is at the end of the day, you only live once, money is just a thing at the end of the day. And if you spend all that money, but you have a sick three years, you learn about yourself, you grow up, you make you know new friends yeah. for life, etc. 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 Does it really matter how much money you spend on that? No, yeah, because I guess it's an experience. Like, and it's the best some of the best years of your life. So yeah. I just think what is the point of going, Oh, I'm not gonna do it? If you obviously if you want to do it, just saying I don't want to do it because I don't want to spend the money. I think, although yes, fair enough. In some cases, I do just think like, to an extent, you just kind of got to go. Well, am I? Because I think I I kind of think money is just money. I, obviously, money is important. I'm not saying that, but like I think experience is more important. I think you should never prioritize saving money if you don't if you don't have if you can if you can like avoid saving money to do something. Instead, if you see what I'm saying. I always say. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say it because obviously I think money's important. Obviously, if you need to get food at the table, rent, all this stuff's important, obviously. But if you have money to spare and you're going to choose to spend it on something, I always think you should spend it on experience over. Yeah, well... That's what I'm trying to say So in a long-winded way. Quit film recommendation oh, that God. even Sam hasn't seen. Hey, yo, okay. If it's not on Netflix, I might expect <laughs> to watch it. Literally just go on one, two, three movies and type in this films. No, 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 no. You don't need Netflix. <laughs> you just you just download the pirate copy. Just watch it like for free. <laughs> we do not use <laughs> this at all. YouTube you will literally demonetizing me. Not that I'm making uh, money. <laughs> no, but so anyway, there's this film called In Time, and if any of you have seen it, you should do a poll on that. If anyone's actually seen should it, should I do it? I'll do a the poll film right in now. Time. In Time, yeah. Yeah. So it's basically featuring Justin Timberlake and the film's all about uh, the fact that life and money is like the currency. So time is the currency for life, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So it starts off uh, with like Justin Timberlake living in the slums and each day he only has uh, like an hour to live. And he has like a countdown uh, on his wrist and it, it's always going down like every time he wakes up. So he's only got like 59 minutes remaining. So he has to like work do, doing like 
the crappiest, lowest paid work to earn like half an hour, 15 minutes back. What, so just to get his... Of, is this yeah, the, what, is this the film? So I remember a film came out like a while ago. Like, it might be this one. Where they've got a clock here. Yeah, exactly. And it can I'm run honest. out at any point. Yeah. And then basically, Mate, I saw that. I saw that came out, and I thought that is sick. And I just never watched it, and I still haven't. So then, basically, he randomly meets, like, let's just say, a millionaire in the slums, who passes over all his time, and it's basically passing over him like millions of pounds, let's say, to make him rich and famous, which he's never had that experience before, that money. Yeah, and. He basically goes around doing whatever he wants to, yeah. uh, buying flash cars, yeah. moving to rich areas and stuff like that. But then he loses that time again, finds a dream girl, and it, it just makes you overall appreciate time, money, and life. Time is the most valuable resource in the universe. Exactly. And it makes you realise that money, at the end of the day, isn't necessarily that deep. Like, yeah. if, if you look at the most richest most famous famous individuals they probably have problems like gambling like drug the best way to put it is we have the same people who don't have money and people who do have money have the same problems in certain areas of life obviously not the same it's really hard to say on this because i think the hardest thing about it is you don't want to like say like oh money's not a problem because money is a problem yeah you do need money to survive and i always say people oh money isn't my happiness but they're like what money buys food Fair point, but yeah. at the end of the day, when you think about it, all these celebrities and superstars—they all have mental health issues. They all have, you know, family issues, you know, exactly, yeah. gambling addiction. They all have these things that they have problems with, and it's just like we have the same problems like mental health and gambling. And all these problems are all the same. So clearly, money isn't solving those problems. Yeah, maybe it's helping, and yeah, you know, they can live in a nice house and you know drive nice cars, but they're still suffering from these problems. Yeah. Like, it's only luck. They always, I say it's like instant gratification. It can help you in the short term, buying a nice car. That helps you for like a week or two, where you, oh, look at me, I got my Lambo. Yeah. Calm. After a week or two, it just becomes normal to you, standard. It's not anything special, it's just what it is. And then you just buy something else to do it, but that doesn't really work. It's about, so like with that, it basically is what it's saying is, yeah, money's great, yeah, money's awesome, but that, but like, it's more about the quality and how you live your life and experiences and what you do with that time that's most important, I think. Yeah. And I think, Today as well, with all the businesses right now that are out there, they're plugging this product, that product, buy this. You can always buy happiness. In fact, if you haven't watched, the, I think it's the Rat Race on YouTube, I'll link it below. It's the, one of the best animations I've ever watched. It's about uh, rats in London, and it basically, basically shows what life is like. All these corporations getting us to buy their stuff because it will make us happy, and you know, drinking alcohol or taking pills, just any way to make us happy, jack us up. But... At the end of the day, what actually makes us happy is kind of the experiences, um, spending time with people, and I think it's also back goes back to like genetics and how we've evolved in the day. When we think about it, we're humans, we've evolved to survive on this planet. So naturally our body makes us most happiness when we're doing good things to survive. So being outside, doing exercise, physical because at the end of the day, if you don't do that, you die back in the day when there was no mm. you know what I mean, when there's no civilization like it is now. But our bodies are hardwired like that, so I think I feel very strongly that if you do things that your body would expect of you and your mind would expect of you back in the day, you're going to be rewarded because that's kind of how your biology works. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas if you sit in an office all day in the dark and you don't, and you, and you just buy things and you don't kind of interact with people on a 
physical level, whereas you know messaging on Snapchat and what have you isn't physical. So I think that's not good for you, and that's why I think that's why I genuinely think we have so many mental health problems and so many issues today. It's literally because the way we've evolved is not the way we're living. No, hundred percent. And I think it's like. Like leaving now, both of us have got our phones out, which is bad. Well, no, I and actually, like, I actually got my phone out. Yeah. Because I was going to bring up the next Deborah, thing in yeah. terms of motivation, happiness. So yeah. I don't know if you've seen. We'll come uh, back to your job thing in a second. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> so moving on to a slightly new topic, um, in terms of motivation and goal setting. Yeah. There was a program on Channel Four, a series yeah. called SAS Who Dares Wins. Yeah, so which great. was great. I've seen, I've seen one of the first seasons of it. I haven't seen recently. Yeah. So it's basically about um, various various different sergeants who beast these individuals who have... It's really hardcore. Yeah. Really hardcore. And they may look tough on the outside of a shell, but deep down they may be insecure about certain things. So it's about keeping your mind and your body on the same level of strength. So I went recently to an event down in Portsmouth with my dad. Um, f- with the main star of this TV program, yeah. Ant Middleton, and he's got a big army SAS background. Um, and the speak was basically about how to keep your mind and your body on the same level yeah. of strength. Because if, if if you go to the gym all the time and you're always looking in the mirror, you may feel very insecure about how you look like. So Do it for the right reason, isn't down. it? Yeah, and it's like Instagram. <laughs> The way that you always have to flex with various different things like cars and money and clothing and stuff like that. So it it's it was very much about how society today and our kind of age yeah. are quite insecure. I think we're very insecure and we're very driven by this whole kind of who has this is better. Yeah. Look what I've got. Look what I did today. Look at my Instagram story. Look at the. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. And I think. At the end of the day, no one necessarily cares. And even if you've got a big following, it's like people are following because I guess they're interested and you're different, but it doesn't mean like they're going to appreciate what you're doing. They're they're just looking at you because you're, you're someone different on their feed kind of thing, and that's not necessarily a good thing. So, like, this speaker, Ant Middleton, yeah. at the end of the talk, basically said some key life sort of quotes Shout that it, plug it, go are, I would say are quite yeah. that need to be quite embedded in yeah. people today so don't let a situation define you so yeah. if you ever come across any trouble or you do something that's not like you to go about doing yeah. just don't let that situation define you as a person if you're worried about it then just just appreciate like if you were in the wrong or whatever and just don't let that kind of dictate who you are don't get caught up on the little things yeah so that's the first one and then the second one I'd say is that there's always a positive in every negative so whatever you're you may going through see at the it, minute but... yeah so like whatever you're going through at the minute like always try and find even that one positive to try and bring out of a negative and he was even saying stuff like our, our bodies were, were sh- always sh- t- to improve, always sharpening the blade and 
your mind is the blade as your mind is like the most powerful tool it's not your body body which is like the physical part of it is your that's the emotion thing the reason we're fucking here is because we are smart it's not exactly yeah we're not going to beat a lion by punching it we're going to outsmart it exactly by doing something else to compensate for that and it's like life is i guess like a cycle of you're always failing, we're learning, and then we're committing to improve, and then we're growing, and then we're failing again. Do you know what, as well, you've always got to keep yourself active as well, because I think leaving education now for myself and uh, as with you is suddenly you're not being kind of hand-fed kind of things to learn and lessons to learn and ways to teach yourself. So you've now got to go out there and do that yourself. Whether that's reading books, yeah. what listen to podcasts, you know, watch, you know, reading like, reputable sources and stuff, and... Uh, watching the news, taking away everything and learning and being interested in things. But then a lot of people don't do that and I guess they probably won't be as, like, in terms of their mind, they're not as well, like... It's not like... They're just not, like, kind of as on it, I suppose, and you kind of lose some of those skills and then maybe it's kind of like... Yeah, really but I feel well, like but people who don't do it... Don't do things, that at the minute. Yeah. Like, th- they just haven't gone through a phase where yeah. they're struggling. Like, when when someone is generally struggling, they, they'll look up online to try and relate to others yeah. with the issue that you've got so they'll listen to motivational speakers yeah. or you know what I mean to try and it's all about trying to relate to each that's other that's everything I think as well it's like human thing isn't it? just to relate and to, to learn, communicate and yeah. be part of something because at the end of the day it's, I, I, I honestly can't stress enough how much I believe in the fact that like evolution literally is what we are why we're happy and why we're not happy yeah. like, we evolved as like a group of monkeys what have you and then like, because of that that's what makes us happy so for us to be alone like for you in Portugal is really weird like to your body yeah. because like, your body's evolved it's the like way natural, you are. Yeah. yeah you're meant to be in a group of people you can speak to you can communicate with you can work together with whereas when, you, when, you, when you're someone working against that it makes you naturally unhappy because your body's like it's probably like a natural like shit this isn't right I'm in danger because like, at the end of the day if you're like stranded with four Portuguese guys probably you'll be the first to go yeah. If you can't speak the language, let's be honest, you're the one, you're the weak, you're the disadvantage. Well, that's what this program so was think, about, yeah. SOS Who Dares Wins. Yeah. So basically, this guy would beast a group of 20 to begin with, physically, yeah. mentally, whatever, and they would have to give up the numbered armbands to, like, mm-hmm. quit themselves. So yeah. they wouldn't pick them out and kick them out because they could do that straight away at the start to see what they would think would be the best characters by just looking at them. Yeah. But you only appreciate and understand who would be the best individual by Themself learning more about them and, yeah, themselves. It's all, I always say as well, it's always a mental thing. Now, what I mean by that is if you get, like, seven guys, okay, one of them could be super fit, one of them not very fit, and then the other's kind of in the middle. Mm. And you make them do the bleep test. I think the bleep test is great because it actually shows you who's got the mental strength. So, for example, like, we'd, I remember doing this at school one time, um, and there was one person, I'm not going to name, who yeah. I thought would do really, really sick at the beat, just kind of super fit, really, like, just athletic, and, yeah, you just think, well, he's going to do really well. Dropped out after, like, not very long. Yeah. Then someone else, who I thought, yeah, he's very you know, fit, and, you know, all right, probably won't do very well, ends up going these to the very end. I think what it says, to me, it's, a, it's so mental. Yeah. The ones who can keep going, it's a mental thing. You don't have to be the fittest or the strongest. It's who just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, keeps going up. And that's all in the mental. It's like just believing that you can keep going. And it's so true in those things, like especially like that thing. I guarantee probably most, nearly all of those people, they're pretty jacked, all of them, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of them will be able to do all of it. 
if it was like there was nothing in their thinking if you just subjected them to it yeah they could just come their bodies could physically cope and come out fine that's what i'm saying on the most part i haven't watched the recent well, ones so then they but it's yeah. a mental thing for the ones who make it to the end it's yeah, all exactly. mental that's in the last is. few stages of it's the just, series yeah. it wasn't physically demanding tasks so then yeah they would do tasks towards the end where they'd be captured <laughs> and abducted really? by groups of individuals yeah. Torturing then, yeah, torturing them. So yeah. putting headphones on them, blindfolding them, and just playing audio files of like screaming babies yeah. and uh, like you know that noise when you scratch like polystyrene, like that really I awkward noise. So I think if someone did that to me, that's probably how you break me. <laughs> I just like don't make it stop. Well, see, so, yeah. Oh, so at the end, of, at the end oh, of the. At the end of the series, you'd literally get the weediest looking guy who was who yeah. had the stamina to keep up, just because not physically looking strong. But it's all about a mental state. Yeah. you can just it's about go. keeping the mind and the body on a level. No, it's true. Level. I think so interesting because, like, yeah, I think with like going through life, like those are people who probably do the best. Yeah, 100%. people who can just keep grinding, keep going, just doesn't face them, it just get on with it, and yeah, like. That's mad because then you can have all these people who are like proper strong, but just because you're strong doesn't mean that you can't mentally, you know, keep going. Um, I wanted to actually say because I'm going to be producing a video soon, which I've just been thinking about literally the last week or so. Because when we're talking about life and all this, it's quite deep, but it's taken me a while because I've been really into I'm super interested in why the fuck we're here. <laughs> like, it's so. This is the kind of topic that makes me kind of want to stand up and think, Jesus Christ, like my head hurts. You know, yeah. like when, when, when someone tells you that, I can't even know, how, it's really hard to verbalise, but you've probably thought about this and you've probably gone, nah, mate, I'm not going to think about that. Not worth it. But it's when you think like, we're born here, we can, when we die, that's it forever, nothing, that's, that's it. And then also the fact that we are here, like where are we? Like what is outside the universe? Are we in a box? Are we in a ca- It's just so many questions. It literally makes me understand and just like overwhelms you. Yeah. It, it kind of, going through that journey has been interesting because m- me thinking about so, literally so much of this last year is like kind of ruined my mind <laughs> to I an think, extent. Yeah, I think but, the older you get as well, the more you appreciate time. Literally. And, Obviously, that has a factor in yeah. your life and why you're here, and it makes you question more and more. Oh, when yeah. things are going down, you're questioning yourself more yeah. and more, doubting yourself. So, and I think for me, being so aware of that, it's like I've kind of been thinking, like, right, what's the best way to live your life if you have one life, and that we should do because I do want to enjoy it as much as possible. So I've kind of gone through three stages, a few stages where one of them was kind of like I want to achieve as much as possible, achieve this, achieve that, achieve this, achieve that, achieve this, achieve that. Whereas now, then I kind of went through a stage where I kind of want to like just kind of I suppose I don't help I want to help people I still do but like as now I'm at kind of a point where I feel like the best thing you can do is just be happy and enjoy it mm. and just just kind of accept it for what it is and just make the most of it because I think everyone gets so caught up and I'm not saying it's not a bad thing to get caught up with stress because obviously there are serious problems and you may find yourself in a hole where you are going to be stressed no matter what and like it's just an important natural reaction but I think if you can almost accept that stress what it is and then try and just move on and be happy because I think what happens a lot of times is you'll get stressed over something not massively stressful and then that ruins your week, month you know what I'm saying and you allow that whereas what I'm kind of trying to do now is like well let's go to uni maybe it's good maybe it's not 
but let's try and enjoy it as much as possible. Maybe it's the right decision, maybe it's not the right decision. There's no point stressing whether it is or not. Or say I go there, I don't enjoy the first year. There's no point stressing about it. You might as well try and make the most of it for what it is. And I think having that, trying to have that attitude, I think is the best way, I suppose, one of the best ways I think that you can live because then you're just kind of enjoying what it is, taking away the positives because then there'd always be negatives. I know I'm rambling a bit now, but I just think that's kind of yeah, what, and, and obviously it's so much harder to do than it is to say. Like I yeah. can sit here and tell you that all day of the week, and doing it's ten times harder. But if you can try to start doing that, I just think, in terms of living a more enjoyable life, like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because people who work nine to five, like six days a week or something, just because they want money, yeah. don't get that. Because I'm here, like, well, surely you want to just as long as you have to work to make a living, but if we're enjoying doing that and what you're doing is fun and then when you're spare time you're using that spare time to do what makes you happy I think that's what matters in the day and being it's just, it's just being stressed over things that should little insignificant things and things that that's what brings so many people down I think yeah it's almost trying to isolate kind of like look I think it's just looking at that bigger picture because everyone gets so caught up in this shit oh, I do you do everyone does but it's learning to like go that shit but that's all it is yeah. Because I think when you it comes more than what it is, is when people's lives just kind of get really kind of down in the dumps, kind of thing. Yeah, and I think just people get overwhelmed. Saying on top of that, like, yeah. appreciate that you've ever everyone should have a goal in life. But yeah. Appreciate that that goal will more than likely divert in another direction and go yeah. a bit off, bit off track at times. And Definitely. Like, it it's not necessarily a race it's not a sprint it's, it's more of a marathon yeah I think that's another thing as well with like Instagram and all that and the way we like young people live it is like a competition a race yeah to who, who can get who's the got most the, money who can yeah, get who's making the most who's got the best car who's doing whereas in the day let's say you don't make anything you're just living a standard life then 50 years old you become an actor and you freaking make in Hollywood God yeah, knows. Exactly. what I'm saying is then you next 20 years you're just like living your best life but I suppose then someone who maybe made it and they're 20 and then faded out when they're 50 it's the same thing but so like for me my job now and social media yeah. like I took a degree in sports science and management and my my job and what I do for a living now was only secured from the hobby that I was doing yeah. to now making it a career so Sport was everything in my life, and like that was my number one rock kind of thing. But yeah, it's like my side project that's yeah. got me to the job that I'm at today. And like my goals fully changed and diverted to where it is today yeah. now. So, like, I never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing today. I, I expected to still be in Portugal right now with a yeah. whole season doing my sport, but like that ended a lot shorter than I thought. I realise I need work, so... And I think going with it's the best thing as well, like, for you, like, the fact that you've just gone with it and you haven't, like, because I, yeah. I, think, I think I would have done... Yeah, to not hold shit. back, basically. I'd have got all upset and been like, oh, it's all gone shit, like, for God's sake, why has this happened to me? All, all this, it's quite a natural thing, I think, but it's now learned just to go, wasn't best, it's happened, what can I do now? Yeah. Like, whenever you get barry, you just got to try and get Literally. over it as quick as possible. Yeah, and just... And, and, and I think... To yeah, the next mission, hundred percent. Yeah, next mission. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, it's so true, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny. Same mission. FBI has go. But no, to be fair, I think as well, like keeping on that in terms of coming out of university, coming out of school, I think it's so hard because honestly, no one knows what they want to do. No, hundred percent. Like, and it's more. 
like if, if you're taking a degree in geography like or in history more than likely you're not going to become a freaking tour guide in in a museum you know what i mean which yeah. most people typically assume someone who takes history at uni to become you know yeah. what i mean so it's usually the hobby that you're interested in will I always become say, your career. Follow what you're passionate about, yeah. regardless of how much money it makes. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for right now is everyone's looking at this price tag like, this is how much I'm going to make if I do that job. And that kind of depresses people because they're like, oh, I'm only going to make that much money. Where I feel like everyone has that kind of in their head, they're like, oh, I want to make the most money. So they just go into a job where it's like, oh, look, I'm going to make you know 30 grand a year and I've got a potential of 60 to 100 or whatever like in the long run. Then I'm like, well, yeah, that's great. Then surely wouldn't you rather make 18 grand a year, but then every single freaking day you're doing what you want to bloody do. Because yeah. then, then not only are you doing what you want to do every single day, you don't have 18 grand as well or have much money you've got left over after expenses paid to do other cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's always the thing. It's like if you like going outside or whatever, go find a job that does something outside. Doesn't matter how much it pays. As long as you're, like you should be happy doing what you do. That's what it matters. I think. And I think it's hard because obviously, I just think it's so hard because the way we live today, everyone's always saying that. And when people always saying do this, do that, do that, it's hard to go against the grain and stay true. Yeah. But if you can do, I think that will make your life in the long run so much more beneficial kind of thing. Yeah, and there is a lot of pressure and expectation for like parents to yeah. get parents. Yeah. yeah, get that expected salary straight away, or get that expected job, or go for that expected degree. Exactly. Do this. I think that's so. Yeah, hard. And I think as well, like that's even GCSE. The hardest. That's the hardest thing. Yeah, but I also do. I hundred percent say, listen to the advice, but stay true to what you believe in yeah so, and you put know, your own spin on it as well because then it's your life yeah it's again about that rat race you don't have to be that rat who follows that yeah. directed path like yeah. and go in your own way 100% I think it's so important as well that people kind of like definitely just like read around go travelling do all these things to open your mind so you've like had a great experience that opened your mind kind of to the yeah. world so I feel like you're a lot more kind of grown up so you kind of know you know a lot more kind of and you feel a lot more like if you had to t- talk about this when you were like just coming out of school you'd be like probably wouldn't be as like but now you're yeah, so much more yeah. worried you're kind of ready now to go and you kind of pick where you want to go and even then you can still change like and that's another thing you can change like until you have like a family pretty much you can do what the hell yeah, you want yeah and commitments like that kind of from left to right. other people like your own children like those other commitments where you put money first much, yeah much more of your life and that's more important that's a fair thing but when it's just about as selfish as it sounds about you and it's so important I think you do what's right for you yeah so that you can enjoy life when you're young as much as possible yeah definitely I think I think as well just genuinely just enjoy it because I think I think why is it just me feels like it has this tag of just being kind of like so much effort yeah well I know for you you've even said like there's a lot of pressure and expectation because you're taking a gap year at the yeah, doing exactly. what you love and, and I haven't gone travel I haven't done one yeah time. you haven't even <laughs> gone travelling yet like you've just been at home like but grinding doing your I think I've learnt a lot so I think it's still worth it yeah and like even right now as we speak today you wouldn't be on your third podcast if you didn't like have that initial step forward yeah. to go in the direction that you want and like in four or five years time this may be <laughs> Like a channel Stay that tuned. has over a million subscribers. I, hey, hey. Or you, relax, you know what I mean? Relax. You might be doing podcasts for. But it doesn't even matter. Let's say doing this, going to university shows that I have a passion for it, it shows that I'm yeah. interested, it shows that I want to do my own things. 
Say I wanted to go to radio. Oh, I've done a podcast. Like you, doing a job. You did social media stuff on the side as a hobby. Yeah. Suddenly they were like, oh, it's a social media company. Shit, he's done social media stuff. Yeah. Get him involved. Like these kind of things, just follow what you believe in. You it just, it perks things up and it gives you, and it, it may even tell you you don't want to do this. Like doing this for me, I might go in a few months, oh, I can't stand doing this anymore. I don't enjoy it. It's not for me. Go to something else. Yeah, 100%. Like, that would happen. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying like yeah like you're not you've caged. got to try everything you're not you're trapped you yeah. shouldn't feel trapped in yeah. what you're doing right now and, and I feel like a lot of people do yeah even at age it's like sometimes I talk to people it's like oh my god like your life's so like almost it yeah it's stressful but you make it so much more stressful than it really you know to yeah. an extent I think it's not the be all and end all kind of thing. yeah I think even though money I is I just think you've got to relax and enjoy yourself as much as possible even though it's hard yeah that's literally the crux of it relax enjoy yourself you know, take things seriously, but don't take things so seriously that it's like, oh my God, like the, if I could take one thing of advice, one thing of advice I would give, yeah, this is mad, honestly, I found this out, so, if you have to do something that's kind of risky, or, you know, something that's maybe, you may regret, or something you don't like, or a bad situation, think to yourself, will I remember this in a week? Probably will. Yeah. Will I remember it in a month? Potentially. Will I remember it in a year? Depending, probably not. Maybe you do. Maybe yeah. if you do, maybe it's a good thing it happened because you freaking learned from it. Yeah. Well, I remember this in 10 years. Oh, fuck me. I can't remember much from 10 years ago. So true. Like, what can you remember from 10 years? I'm 19, so I'll be nine years old. I can't remember a specific event from when I was nine years old. It's yeah. pretty depressing, actually, but it's true. Do you know what I'm saying? In... Uh, hundred years when I remember this no I'll be fucking dead like in a thousand years will anyone remember this no they'll all be dead so who gives a shit do you know what I'm saying to an extent like, obviously yeah you got reputation yeah you want to be a good person help everyone as much as possible but at the end of the day we're all going to die and no one's going to die so it's crazy isn't it but like when I think might drop <laughs> yeah might drop just like, knock it over yeah. but like yeah that's it it's that simple yeah it's is true like, every time I think about something risky or when I'm doing something and I'm like, should I do it now? The first thing I think is, well, I remember this in a week. Well, I remember this in yeah. a month. Well, I, I think that relates to like having regrets as well. Like Exactly. Like Even I've like had things going on at the minute where I've kind of like, I feel like layered it up and thought about it a bit too much. And yeah. Like, if it comes down to certain things, then you just got to take it as it comes. Take it with a pinch of, a pinch, <laughs> a pinch of salt. And, and yeah. I always learn, I studied economics at school, if you take into account all the information, you'll never make a decision. Because there's always information. There's so much information for both yeah. sides. You'll just literally be taking information forever and you will not make a decision. you just got to kind of make the decision on the most information you have. And I always think as well, you should always make the positive decision on the fact that you can't take, like, especially not, not in economics, in life. So if you get asked to go somewhere and you're doubtful, or you're anxious about it, just think like, okay, what's the worst that can happen here? I go, it's shit. Maybe I lose some money, you know. At the end of the day, Will I remember if it's shit? Probably not. If it's sick, will I remember it? Maybe I will. And I think there's always going to be hit and misses. Like, it's like a lot of time I rate it to going out now and young, like someone goes to me, oh, do you want to do this? I might not be feeling it, but then I was like, yeah, I'll go out. Ended up going out, you know, getting free drinks, whatever. Sickest night ever. Going to remember that. I was mad. Yeah. But then I might have gone out another night after work. They're like, oh, let's just go out, you know, see what happens. Go out, absolutely shit. Awful. Want to come home. Yeah, I remember both of them because like a few weeks ago, but in a month, I know I remember one of them and not the other. But they both happen because I went, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think doing that, just being like, open to things like that, just makes just makes your life a bit more adventurous and also you're probably going to remember more and have more meaningful experiences. Yeah, and you're not expected to make every right move. Never. Like, if you're you a good should, person or a bad person, like, yeah. it, like, 
Yeah, you're not expected to... Like, everyone messes up mm. in every shape and form. Like, yeah. Even if it's an accident, even though they did think about it. I hate this as well, the fact that if you make a mistake, especially in the media, they don't ever forgive you for it. No, yeah. They capitalise on it. Literally. Which is frustrating, but... But I think everyone should have a... Like, yeah, everyone makes mistakes, but I think if you hold your hands up, obviously, depending on the mistake. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it's just a mistake, like general mistake, argument, what have you, falling out with someone... I think, or if you, even if you make, like, even when people say comments in the media, you say, right, that wasn't right. If you hold your hands up and go, yeah, I was in the wrong, I think, you know, you can forgive them if they've changed and they've improved. And it's just about, like, learning is about making mistakes. And it's only when you do something and it becomes a habit and you do it again yeah. and again and again you don't learn that's where it's a problem yeah, yeah. that's where it's, it's some like real addiction problem. or anything <laughs> I mean, that's crazy you know what I mean no, it's, it, true, yeah. it's like and you will get red flashing lights and warning signs around you to press you to not do it again yeah it's if you appreciate it and the longer you do it and the more you do it more pressing I guess it will become yeah and you can relate it to anything in life like any bad situations but like it's just about realizing your wrongs and yeah. making a change at the end of the but day. I think this is the thing. I think right now, yeah, we should be trying to make as many mistakes as possible, so we can yeah. learn from them. Because right now, if I cock up now, exactly, what's the consequence? Obviously, like as long you know, cock up for like a stat night, you know, it's not a big consequence. Yeah. Let's be honest. So if I cock up when I'm thirty three and I've got kids depending on me or what have you, that's a problem. Yeah, exactly. so that's why you should like learn as much as you can now and try and experiment with things as much as you bloody can while I've got the chance because yeah. um, if you don't then you may make those mistakes when you're older and you may regret them a lot more um, 100% yeah. yeah that's pretty much what I'm saying um, yeah to be honest with you I think that pretty much just sums up kind of the life topic just in terms of like yeah just do it take risks just leave it like I say yes try to say yes to everything and yeah. just make the most of every opportunity you get because at the end of the day, one day you won't be able to take the opportunity. So you'll thank yourself for it later if you do it now. And even if you think about it and it still works out to yeah. be the wrong decision, like you're not gonna remember it probably, yeah. and even if you did, you're gonna learn from it. Exactly. Win win, win win. Exactly. Everything is a win win. Tell yourself the that. cup is half full. <laughs> that, that positive mindset. It's never empty. You see this? It's half full. It's probably it's actually half full to be honest. <laughs> it's a little bit. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Uh, right, so I'm actually going to switch this up. We haven't even decided to talk about this, but I want to talk about it because right. it's reminding us of something. Trains. <laughs> Trains. Oh, <laughs> Do you want to or. I want to work prices. Sure. Or are you happy to go into that? Well, yeah, I mean, for sure. Go it's up to it. you completely, like. Basically, so with a story from me. Um, I was going to university, always, I always had a rail card, but because the university was like three hours away, I would pre-book my tickets online and it wouldn't be an issue, and I'd use my rail card and pay the fair price. Then when I came back home and got a new job, second day of work, I got the train in, and it was in the peak time in the morning, and I never realised that in the peak times, you can't get your rail card discount. So I, I kind of panicked in the morning and bought a child ticket. Late for work? Were you late for work or not? Just, just well, yeah, the time was going okay. And then got stopped basically. And yeah, looking back on it, it was a very stupid thing to do, a very childish thing to do. But 
having learned from that now, I now realize like it was wrong, it was stupid, but it was a genuine mistake. I did not pay for the ticket, and like, I've learned from it. Was just, it was just one of those ones you keep the moment, make an error, misjudgment, it's not a big deal. Obviously, yeah, yeah you know, it may get, you could get fined or something, but I think if you learn from that now, but I just think it brings me to trains, like, I have such an issue with trains. Well, I think public transport, to be honest, like, I've just passed my driving test, so Big it's up. like that level of freedom. <laughs> well, the thing is, with public, I think public transport is a hard one because it's hard to have public transport everywhere. Yeah. But with trains, what pisses me off with trains is the... Co- I think what gets to me the most yeah. is, okay, let's go with this, prop- we're going to go with this, like, point by point. In this country, in the UK, 16-year-old, you're not allowed a full-time job. Can't. You have to spend full-time education until you're 18 years old. Right. That's fine. Good, probably, it's a good rule from the government. I think it's good, promotes education. But why the hell, at 16, 17, and then 18 before I, turn, I can go full-time job, do I have to pay for adult price? And then it's like, when you get the rail card for 16, between 16 and 25 years old, it's like, fair enough, it gives you a discount. But like, for my instance, it doesn't give you the discount in peak time, only in off-peak times. Yeah, exactly. So, so how does that work so, uh, Let's go back that quickly is, I'm 16, I'm in full-time education, and I have to pay adult prices. Now, to start with, train prices are overpriced as shit. Yeah, I think in I'm in sorry, England, it's a joke. Largest in Europe. It's ridiculous. Like, to get, to, in terms of fuel compared to train, yeah. like, so for me to go to Reading in the car is a few, it's, it's nothing in yeah. fuel. For me to get the train to Reading, I'm paying £4.50. It's like, it doesn't sound like a lot yet, but when you're thinking that's like literally one, two, three, it's like, yeah. it's like one, there's a fast train, not even a stop, no stop on it, just straight there. It's like, and I'm paying £4.50 for like three, four, five minutes on a train. I'm paying like a pound a minute. Like, it's take a piss. And it's like, if I want to go to London, it's going to cost me 20, like two quid with a part of travel pass. It's like, if I'm 16, I'm in full-time education. For me to go into London, if you go to London, 22 pound train, let's say you go eat out, that's a tenner, 12, only like 12 quid to be honest with you. So 20, what, 24, 34 quid, 36 quid, then say you buy, you know, what, you take it to watch a football game or you go so buy some clothes. Quid, By the time yeah. you spend 50 quid, yeah, that's like, if you're working weekends, and that usually, usually well. when you're at A-levels, and, just, and if you're working the weekends, you'll be going out on weekends, you'll work. And when you're doing A-levels, you'll be studying, it's just, I just, I, it triggers me so much. Yeah. But it annoys me as well. Another one that annoys me is, my friend, just, I think she's going to come on here soon, actually, but um, she had to pay for all her transport to school for A-levels, okay? Because just, the parents, they said, you pay. So, for her to get to school, she had to pay adult training prices to get to school. Guess what? She didn't come to school very much because it cost her a lot yeah. of money to get to school and it's like well why the hell are you making it hard for her to get to school when you put in a rule saying she needs to be at school yet you're charging her the, just making, taking advantage saying oh we'll charge an out price so we can make some more money like it just I don't understand it it makes no sense it just seems unfair completely unfair and it takes advantage of who? the younger people the younger population yeah like what are you about? and I think yeah, like with the rail card, like I didn't. Even, I honestly, actually didn't even know that. Exactly. I, I thought the rail Most card. Don't know about I thought things. you didn't have a rail card. I thought it expired or something. That's what I thought. Actually, to be better time. I didn't realize it didn't work at peak wow. times. Yeah, exactly. Probably, Most people I don't even know about rail cards, let alone about when you can use a rail card. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. So that that it's, it's not itself. unlimited. So why the hell can you buy a young person's rail card because you're a young person 
and let's be honest, young people are on lower salaries than older people. Which so we have less expendable income. Discount, yeah. So we should probably have a discount so that we can afford. You can't use it all the time. And you're saying, oh, no, no, no. You, what they've said. Kills me slowly, honestly. Like, I just think, surely, as a government, you should be promoting people to be using public transport. Number one, environment, global warming, let's be honest. Serious issue right now. You're promoting me to drive. So I pass my test, Blade pass the test, we're going to drive places. Why would we ever get public transport when it's taking the piss? Yeah. You're never going to do it. Come on. So, straight away, bad for the environment. You're not encouraging people, so between 16 and 17, who can't drive. It's not encouraging. So, when I was 16, 17, I was doing a lot of freestyle stuff. I'd be going to Oxford and London, all sorts of meet people to do meets and just meet yeah. new people. It was great, amazing thing that I did. But it, didn't, it really discouraged us when we all turned 17, 18, couldn't get away with child tickets because we couldn't drive and the train tickets were a joke and we couldn't actually afford really... Well, when we go, we couldn't afford to go and eat out as well because it would just be like, you're charging us so much for it. And it just thought... Especially when we weren't having full, none of kind of full-time jobs or afford... I just thought, it's just not... There's something not right there. Yeah. Something not right and you need to... You just sort that out because it's discouraging people, young people, from getting out and doing good things and going out and exploring the world. It's not good for the environment because less people are going to travel on public transport if it's really expensive. And it also encourages people to bunk trains as well, which I'm sure you don't want to be encouraging anyway. Like, let's be honest, everyone my age who went to my school pretty much bunked the train because no one wanted to spend the stupid price it was to get there. It's like literally, I think it was a pound, pound seventy for a kid. That was for a child ticket. Pound seventy. I'm not joking. This stop was two minutes. Yeah. For an adult, it was like two fifty to go on the train for two minutes. I'm just like, come on. It's like from my local station. Yeah. It's traveling peak time. You have to get an adult ticket, so it's one stop away, and it's five pound yeah. fifty for a return. It's ridiculous, and it's like it's not even it's nothing on the train companies or what. I guess they have to make their profit and stuff. Not even profit. They should just make. I just think. It's just really badly. It just needs to be reevaluated. Literally, I think the pricing needs to be reevaluated. The affordability needs to be reevaluated, and just genuinely, just like the whole thing, just needs to be looked at and gone right. This needs to be sorted out because I'm pretty sure every single person would agree with me right now that trains are overrated, overrated and overpriced. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, it's a joke. Um, for sure, I think that's all <laughs> I that literally that was. I just that. wanted to get that out of my system, especially as you've had that kind of experience with it, and I was just I was kind of fuming with the whole thing. I was like, yeah. I mean, oh, that's literally gonna go all in. That needs to be said about literally. That. So, final topic I want to get into. Like you just threw trains on me. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw, yeah, throw I'm on gonna me. throw on right let's back go, at you. So dating, yeah, boom. So there's a few things I want to talk about dating. First of all. I've obviously finished university. I'm 21 years old, and it's your time. <laughs> well, it's like I'm I'm wor- at work, so everyone's the average age is probably between like 30 and 40 years old. Everyone's talking about marriage, and like Ooh, that and, and kids, and I'm like, whoa, hold up! <laughs> like you're talking about these things that I literally like, will, which will closer relate to my parents, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. We so work with people that age, I guess. Yeah, yeah. so. Like that—that's one flip side of the issue, and then the, then the other side is like, at the minute I feel like every night out that I've recently gone out on, like since being yeah. since graduating from uni, yeah. it's like everyone is like, even though they're like only one or two years below me. So your kind reference, of age, I'm nineteen, he's twenty-one. Yeah, so there's a difference there. So like, even though they're all your kind of age, yeah. 
Um, and even some may even be my age, but everyone feels like you remember how at school you'd have like those real naff birthday parties, like those year seven discos. Like how everyone's <laughs> no just running like about. That to you. <laughs> like it just feels like that now. Like it, it's honestly the uncoolest thing Get to go out. on a night club. Yeah. Like I swear, me and you went on a night out the other night, and I'm, I'm 21. I can't remember. I don't even yeah. look that old. I literally look about I don't know if 17 I still. <laughs> <laughs> but like I swear, like all the girls just. Well, this is how I describe it. On a night out, <laughs> this is how I describe it to all my friends. Ooh, so very you get, you, get, you get one girl or two girls, and then around the flower, you get the petals of all the guys <laughs> in oh, this okay. huddle, in this yeah, circle. Yeah, no, so all, all the guys are just surrounding creepy, these girls. It, yeah. Proper weird, like a flower. So you've got <laughs> when the you pollen that, in the like, middle. Where are you going? We got the pollen in the middle, okay. and all the petals, all the blokes, and it's just like There's worse. A, that is like the funniest way to describe. It's that. so true, it though, is, isn't it? It's true. It is true. So you know what though, I think yeah. people you don't really like go out with people doing like just sober really at age. I don't know why people don't really do it much. Do I'm saying. Well, that everyone goes out clubbing. That's like the, the fact that everyone's that's a social when, event. When they yeah. go out, they're all in their own groups as well, yeah, which yeah. makes it really hard to. When you go out, it's people. obviously like circles, and they're obviously closed off. Yeah, that you did. Sorry, sorry. And then sorry, it's sorry. like, and then it's like, people, people have different incentives of going out. Like everyone's mine, own motive. Yeah, and like mine's like to have a laugh with my mates. I and, think it should be just to have a good time, just relax. Yeah, and like chill. just to mess around with people, just joke yeah. around. But some people just want to dance and just want to be true. with a group and don't want to speak to anyone. Like, it's, it's like when you're walking down the high street, it's like, it's not like how our parents and grandparents <laughs> like used to grow up, how yeah. like they could just get speaking to people whenever, wherever. Like you know what? People have their headphones on when going to the yeah, gym. You know what I mean? I think people are in their own zone. They don't want to know nothing about anyone else. Like, they're locked off. Everyone's locked off. I think I agree with that. But I do think if you want to, you can. As in, like, there are times when I've just randomly said something to a stranger just because of something I've seen and I'm in a queue with them. I start talking to them. Well, I've been on trains before, I'm on a long journey, and then something come up and I've just gone and turned and just said something to someone else. Yeah, that's true, but it'll only be like a brief, short chat. Yeah. It's very rare for it to be like, oh, I think can it's I get your number, like, or, like, you know like, what I mean? Cut it in it. It's, yeah, it's like people are happy it. with their own lives, but deep down, like, I guess everyone, well, I guess from guys' point yeah. of view, like, it'd be good to, like, get to know more people if you're single, you know what I mean? Get to know new friends I and, think- like... Yeah, I find it really frustrating now. People like lock themselves off to their own groups and like, yeah, I guess it'd people are like, unopen to other things and other people because oh, yeah. like, they don't know them or they don't like. There's all this. I think it's like um, stigma again. Like just, I suppose feeling judged. Yeah, hundred percent is. And like dating apps nowadays, most people most people look at dating apps like it's very, Tinder and um, Bumble. It's like a desperation thing. Oh, you're on a date now. Oh, you're desperate then. It's like... Everyone is on a date now. It's like... Yeah, that number one, that is so true. Everyone's just... They've got it down Whether it's the piss take or not, yeah. you're still on it, let's be honest. It's like, I've got a sister, and I know for a girl's well, side... Hey. I, I know from a girl's point side <laughs> yeah. of it, when they're on Tinder, every swipe is a match. It doesn't matter what you look like. If you're female, every uh, every swipe is a match, I would say. Like, <laughs> guys, not going... 
through the roof. <laughs> the fingers are sweating. <laughs> it turns so much to go through. <laughs> and like, you just get nothing. It doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, what your profile looks but like. The thing is, is the problem is that I suppose people want it for different reasons. Like, some people actually aren't seriously. Yeah, some people want it for banter and just want to chat and have a laugh. One of my mates that he's always doing for banter. Yeah, which is fair enough kind of thing. Yeah. But I just feel like we are going in this, like, it's robot be- sci-fi yeah, technology way kind of way people, so like, is... it's very artificial as well like just fake yeah like like you can't tell shit about someone just from a pic like, and the thing is as well and even like and then people like lie and all that. do you know what I mean Catfishes, it, yeah, it's not really like a going on actual meetings it's, it's not real dates it's also not the same it's just not like it's just not as enjoyable and so like, it's the same really. no, it's not the same um, experience in it just no Hundred percent. It's like most people nowadays meet people through. Well, yeah, through dating apps or going on nights out, or you know, what I mean, it's very rare you'd get introduced for a friend of a friend, or or parties. just go go on a train and House just parties. get introduced to people. Alright, calm down. <laughs> I'm so. not lying to you. <laughs> that is how you meet people. Yeah, but like for me, my age, like. True, your age, you're not going to be throwing many house parties anymore. Yeah, at school there were loads, so, we'll but get, like we'll now get we'll get you involved. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Playboy over here. <laughs> but to be fair, this is the thing that I think. Nah, for real though, I think that's the whole thing now. I think you got to take opportunity though and saying yes. So I was saying earlier, like you take advantage of a situation. That's true, yeah. Because like on the train, for example, it's very easy to sit on a train and not speak to anyone. But it's people, also very. It, yeah, you, even if you, if you, you look want weird, to do that, I don't. Do you look, but this is the whole judgment thing. Who gives a shit? Weird. Who gives a train? shit? I get what you're saying. Yeah, completely correct. I'm, Agree most. I'm not that as well. I'm like, oh, I look with, but like, I still think, although it's wrong, like, it's like, I still think you've got to give less of a shit sometimes, even though it's not. Although you, you're completely valid to feel like that, but then I also think, I suppose, I don't know. I just kind of think, but it's like, if, if you want it to be like that, do it. Yeah, but it's like also like it's kind of fair enough. Like, if you did try and go in the old-fashioned way and like went <laughs> up to someone way. on a train and had a conversation with them for like five I'm, minutes. I'm expecting big things to go in red end tonight. Please <laughs> go and talk to random people. You can talk to random people though if you want to. It's yeah, but it's kind of like fair enough that they won't give you na- the number because you've only been speaking to them for a few minutes. So it's fair enough. But like, if for it to prolong, like... It's weird. You know I mean? When you watch things like I watch Friends Lose, it's still like that. It's like that. You just go up to <laughs> random people and it's funny. But like, I don't know. I think... It's definitely way less common, and it's obviously like people just lock themselves off. They don't want to know if they're in a relationship. A lot of girls I know, for a fact, they say they're in a relationship and they're not, and they just don't want to speak to anyone. Oh, for real? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people who just get in a relationship and then just lock themselves away. They're like, that's it. Yeah, fair <laughs> um, enough. If you generally are. No, but like, as in they don't do. They lock themselves away from their friends and shit, and they just kind of get exactly. That's another side thing. Like, right. right. should be equal time with everyone. Kind yeah, of trust. But so, um, no, I do. I don't meet opinions. I think I like. I just like meeting new people, and I've always kind of. But I don't think a lot of p- people do nowadays, and it's like especially no, when you go to university, a you're lot in people... your own bubble. Like yeah. you're in. If you're a freshman, you're in halls. You only want to really get to know people in halls, like or and then when you branch out, it's hard for me to clubs, say because I've not gone to university, so I can't like, say that. But because I would probably say like yes, for example, like where I live, I really like. I hate where I live because there's no public transport, so I'm stranded in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah. What I do like about it, I think it's the other day, is everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Like, but in a way, that's another, like, crap thing, because yeah, then, like, after that. a while, you kind of want to meet new people. Yeah, I know, but it's also super nice having that community where you know everyone. So, like, 
but having that but to build that community you do need to talk to people because for example I'll go out in the local area regularly and I'm always meeting this one person who tagged along or someone I didn't even know lived here just turned up on a whim so I still meet people like, I met like five new people yeah. a day and, like, so you still do meet people but I think you've got to go out I think if you have a if you have a lot of people and you know a lot of people then you've got more chance of meeting new people yeah, I think it's all who you know and then also doing things with the people you know even though you may not know them well enough to do things with but then by doing that <laughs> you see what I'm saying you'll actually yeah. then progress and actually meet new people that, that I do get what you're saying on the fact that if, but then if you stick with the people you know you're not going to meet new people because you're just going to stick with people you know who are going to stick with you and then you're not going to branch out no, yeah, 100%. I think that's true. I just feel like people kind of need to loosen up yeah, overall. I think people just need to be more honest and less like... Yeah. I think people always kind of... Don't be false and fake. So don't and people false. are afraid of that. I think if someone come up yeah. to you, you're kind of nervous. Like, what, the f- what the fuck? Yeah, because it, you, Jesus, you're yeah, in your yeah. comfort zone when yeah, you're, you're to yourself. Like, yeah. It's like going on night out. Everyone's like doubted and that it's going to be a crap night or not, do I really want to bother? Night out is always the way and it going out, it's just like, oh, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> but then if you go in with a good attitude, it's fine. Exactly. It's either going to be good or wrong. It's like about making decisions in life in general. Like, they're either going to go well, they're going to go wrong. It's a lottery, it's a risk. Like, I just think you've got to take the risk. I think you just got to be, go out there, be positive, put yourself out there. Again, like the whole thing, in 100 years you remember it, in 5 years you can remember it, in 10 years you can remember it. Yeah. Does it matter? Exactly. That's kind of my attitude towards it yeah go with it lesson learned lesson hate learned hate notes kids <laughs> kids Jesus Christ I hate when people I hate when people, young people say that my mate he's my, man, he's my manager as well it's kind of funny but well, he's always saying this <laughs> he's coming on his suit so it's funny but um, he always goes let's go kiddos I'm always like yo we're the same age it's <laughs> so funny bro. but no that, that, that's funny um, yeah but anything else you want to add to that or I feel like that's kind of I feel like, to be honest, we've... I get what you were saying, though, with the whole fate thing, but I just think... I think it is what it is. Yeah. And I think... I think you can't change society and how... We like, are sheep nowadays. Like, <laughs> yeah. We can't change... No can't freaking change everyone's going to be on dating apps. You can't change that people are going to be more stingy and less wanting to... You know, more flaky kind of thing and wanting to go out because they don't know you. That's just mm. the way it is now. But what you can change is how you kind of, like go with that and how you view it yeah how you it. so if you go that's fine so that means I'm probably just going to get rejected more it's not because yeah. of me it's just because of the way society is yeah get on with it <laughs> yeah no true no. well to be honest I feel like I overall, would like to say everything we say it's easier to say than it is to do <laughs> I thought like I was calling out so much shit saying like yeah. just do it just do it just do it yeah I'm saying it. I know it's not but it's just about taking it, that first step I yeah, guess yeah 100% 100% yeah, so. if you don't think about it and talk about it and have that positive attitude about it then you're not going to make that first step if you're doing that in your head then naturally you're going to then lean towards doing that more than if you didn't think about it so yeah definitely sure. well I think that pretty much wraps up this yeah it's been a good chat I don't lie I've done I think it's like Open my mind to things, just kept me. I'm just, yeah, I've actually enjoyed this loads. Yeah, and I think compared to like the other two podcasts that you've done to begin with, like obviously everyone br- brings their own spin yeah. for what they want to talk about, Definitely. and I hopefully have provided some new insight about different topics that we've yeah. spoken about. So, what would you like to see on here in the future? Anything in particular, or do you just like the kind of random? Yeah, yeah, I feel like. At the end of the day, the podcast is going in the right direction. Podcasts yeah. are booming at the end of the day. So Honestly, you're on doing it at the right everywhere. time. Trust me. Maybe yeah. a bit late, to be honest, but you got to just get on it now. 
keep on just I think putting out content as well nowadays is so important yeah like just to get noticed in it and there's so much content but I think if you just keep doing it eventually, eventually you do you yeah. yeah do yourself stick with it and I think the best thing as well is that they always say like if you stick with it and do, do what you say it doesn't matter who's viewing I always think as well one thing I'll say if five people are watching my video I don't give a shit because that's five whole people that's actually kind of a lot of people it's like 20 people so think about this like if I see 30 views, that's like a whole classroom of people who actually sat there and watched yeah. the video. If there's 100, 100 people, it's like a small assembly of people. If there's a, like I've had on my Instagram back in the day when I used to do like freestyle stuff, I'm at like, you know, like 5,000, 600 people watch my video. I think I had one like 20,000. I'm like, that is the O2 arena. Watch, maybe 15 seconds, yeah. That's a massive amount of people. Yeah. So I always think if you can affect some people's life positive, you know, seven people watch this and go, oh, yeah, that's cool. I think that's good. And I think that's like a takeaway. That's just what I'd just like to say that. If you are doing content or producing stuff, like it doesn't really matter how many people. If it is some people, that's still people. Like, that's good. And that's cool. Yeah, I think overall just... Because I think it's the numbers thing we get caught up in. Yeah. And I think overall, like, whatever you're doing, whatever your incentive is, have your goal. Realise that goal is going to divert and change at times. But just do what makes you happy, I guess. Yeah, do what you enjoy. That's why we ended up here. And with that, we're going to call this podcast now. I will catch you guys in the next one. Guess what? I'm unorganised. I haven't got a guest prepared, but we'll have it very, very soon. And with that, I'm going to call this now. Have a good day, guys. Thanks for watching. Peace. Let's get it.